On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we are genre hopping with Tiffany Haddish once again in season two of The After Party on Apple TV+, Plus, leaping from the frying pan into the fire with Danny Dyer, no relation, in Heat on Channel 5, and putting right what once went wrong in Paramount Plus's reboot of Quantum Leap. Oh boy. Plus, if all goes to plan, we will also have those promised Witcher interviews, assuming they happen, which they haven't yet, but hope springs eternal. I'm James Dyer, and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters, and a podcast that has just about recovered from the throwdown, no-holds-barred fight that led to this week's definitive, in air quotes, uh, list of the best shows of the year so far. There was blood, there were tears, Kate bit several people. Uh, speaking of which, <laughs> we are joined today, as usual, by my two, you know, opponents, uh, Kay Razy Kay Ribeiro, that would be your wrestling name, and Boyd The Hammer Hilton. Oh, yours is quite good. Yeah. Mm. Are you a wrestling fan? Am I a wrestling fan? I was a wrestling fan. Were you? Yeah. So in well, the like, WWF oh, days. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's like late 80s, early 90s. Ultimate Warrior, Hulk mm. Hogan, Demolition, mm. The Rockers, Giant Legion of Doom. No. no. Steady. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> that's I'm, my era. I was about to say, that's his era. And also, that's like that's like British wrestling. Like, like you know, yeah, like British Golden Greg Valentine. And about it. Not supporting our own wrestling. Big Daddy. Though. No, it's all bollocks. Uh, I was all about the WWF. Giant Haystacks. Or WWF, yeah. as it was before yeah. the pandas came for them in a big copyright case. Yeah, I can see you being into that. Yeah, I love it. It's quite a nerdy. But it was, yeah, but it was also that thing that you know I was what in my teenage years, and you'd argue that it wasn't fake because you were stupid, uh, and it was uh, yeah. And did you like Gladiators as well? No, I never watched Gladiators. Never watched oh, Gladiators. Never gladiators. Watched ever. Now you're yeah. talking. Wow. Oh, that surprises me. Yeah, sorry. I'm worried about them like, bringing it back because it was on ITV. You weren't allowed to watch ITV. Yeah, that was it. I just yeah. I, even then I was so snooty I wouldn't yeah. watch something that was on ITV. Yeah, it's coming back to BBC One um, with uh, loads of exciting new Gladiators. I made a by... discovery the other day. A friend was talking to me um, about a mutual friend we have she's oh yeah because she only um she her brother was in gladiators I was like what guess who he was it's her a good brother one. was in gladiators Wolf. no that's the only one we're not guessing the gladiators we're guessing who this person's no, brother is <laughs> no. okay, the brother in question is saracen wow what a great brother to have saracen wow. no idea who that is who's a good one what's saracen doing now do we know? I don't know. I didn't go into it. I was just. What do so... you do when you're like 20 years after being a gladiator or something? I don't know. Maybe personal training. Probably, probably. Yeah. They're huh? so fit. I think he's a pit fighter. Anyway, it's coming back, hosted by Bradley Walsh and his son, and uh, it's being produced by my friend uh, uh, at Hungry Bear, the TV company. It's going to be a huge your, deal. Your friend, the Hungry Bear. It's that's the name of his company. <laughs> that's another gladiator. Name. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Dan. Dan. Um, Dan, the Hungry a, Bear. A husband of Hollywood will be Baldwin. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Exciting TV news. Anyway, I digress. Yes, but yeah, so yes, you, I was into WWF. No, absolutely not. It's all staying in its gold. Uh, no, my friend Martin had Sky back in the day because it was quite unusual to have Sky. It's oh, they revived flimsy. it on Sky. That was right. the revival of Gladiators. No, no, no. Oh, the no, wrestling. No, no, no. Sorry, the wrestling. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. proper stuff. Boy. Sorry. We've moved oh, on. Oh, look at him. Look at the hand so, gestures, yes. guys. You can't see it. Patronising hand yeah. gestures <laughs> abound. So yes, yeah, so he had Sky and... Uh, so that was the only way you could see mm. wrestling. And very, like I say, it was very bougie. People didn't have Sky back then, so we used to go around to his house and watch wrestling. It was. Uh, I mean, you had Sky. You had access to Sky, and the thing that you like scuttled over to your friend's house to watch. Was scuttled, the yeah. scuttled. We scuttled over to watch wrestling. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that is like, what, what should we have been watching? Kay, what were you watching on Sky? RTL was it? Hmm? I don't. I, do you know what? I didn't <laughs> have Sky. I didn't have Sky, so I didn't have that opportunity. She did not have access to Sky. You didn't know anyone with Sky. You had no, no rich. She's watching Dream Team. <laughs> famously terrible football. Well, I, not terrible, but not great. I remember football. that was no Ted Lasso. No, it wasn't. No. no. 
Anyway. Okay. I will say, because we mentioned the best shows of the year. Yes, we wrangled this live on last week's Pilot Plus, so we're not going to go through it again here. But you can find it on the Empire website if you want to see what shows we thought were the best of the year. Obviously, as soon as we recorded our um, Pilot Plus discussion of the top 20, I instantly thought of things that I forgot to put in it. Of course, oh, you particularly did. like shrinking, you know, the Harrison yes, Ford Apple good. thing, which is actually yeah. really, if really good. If only someone had put that on their original list, <laughs> did you? Like I did, did when you? I sent it to you. Yes, but you took it out. No, so, I didn't. Yes, you did. did I? Yes, you did. Oh my oh, god! No, so yes, hundred percent. Maybe that was because I had to try and get in other things as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyway, it was the, a rush process. It was a rush. <laughs> yes, the definitive list then of the best shows of the year so far. Yeah, pretty undermining of the list. An essential and central read so go and find that um but we should, we should talk about what we've been watching this yes. week what have we been watching i have just been plowing through fake profile so that's the spanish netflix drama oh yeah about, you mentioned it last week and um the erotic thriller yeah. is it a thriller uh, drama? yes it is thrilling and it is a thriller it's about is it erotic yes i mean hello no, there's no. so much steamy sex in there equal ops boys and girls um and well, boys boys and girls get to have sex in it or yeah. equal option nudity. Nudity. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. And sex. Um, one often leads the other, Boyd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, Always. It, but should I tell you what? I finished it. I binged about four or five episodes last night. And it is wild. It is honestly, there are so many twists and turns. and But there's so, something that happens in it that's so batshit crazy. Even by... Oh, is it an what? unrealistic even threesome? By, <laughs> even by Spanish telenovela movements I was like oh wow that is quite the um, I'm going to have to watch this it sounds very much up my yes you can see me (laughs) scheduling it in uh, as we speak so anyway just for anyone who has been watching it I've just got to say check out on uh, Instagram Rodolfo Salas uh, 03 he's basically the actor who plays Miguel in it and he is mighty fine Um, so if you like him check it out because he um, is a personal trainer in his real life um, as well as being an actor. <laughs> Former Gladiator star. Yeah. Pretty much. Should be. Um, and yeah, there's lots of uh, aesthetically pleasing shots. Anyone else you'd like to objectify while we're on this particular <laughs> segment of the podcast? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, let's see how the pod goes. I might think of some more. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, good to know. It's worth noting while we're talking about sweaty, sexy objectification, <laughs> the air conditioning here, oh, I don't know if it's broken, but it certainly wasn't turned on. I feel like it's now kicking in. But when we came in, it was a little bit... Uh, I still feel very hot. Yeah. yeah, And it's not just from fake profile. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm te- I watch a few episodes of that. Yeah. It's <laughs> sizzling. Okay. okay Talking of nude actors, I, I, I went to the South Bank Sky Arts Awards of the weekend, which I'm one of the panel of judges of course you are and um, the most exciting there were lots of very brilliant always brilliant people there it's always one of the best award ceremony of the year because it covers all the different categories of the arts paint you know artists um, I feel like you say this about the BAFTAs no 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 it's not ceremony. just TV it's like okay, TV fine. film opera visual arts do you judge the opera Boydie we judge all of it yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you an opera stan is it a part of your no. soul? So we all have different. Would ask you. We, no, we all have different specialisations in the in the jury on the jury. But so, but I do watch them. Watch the operas. Yeah. What's in, your favourite opera? Um, oh, don't try and catch him out. Look at him. He's trying to throw you under the bus. Uh, Madam Butterfly. Oh, good, yeah, good, good. Go. That was one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if it is. I just named it. <laughs> anyway, Salman Rushdie was there, right? Actual Salman Rushdie, wow. who won the Lifetime Achievement Award. It was very moving. Um, fantastic. I've had Salman Rushdie. Have you? Yeah. Do you know where? Go on. The Bridget Jones's Diary premiere. <laughs> 
house. Absolutely true. Did you talk to him? Absolutely did. <laughs> oh, I love no. it. I absolutely did. What did yeah. you say? Well, because I was I was doing the red carpet, so I literally oh, interviewed yes. him. I asked him questions about Bridget Jones' diary <laughs> because that's what you do when you meet someone. That's Russia. brilliant. Yeah, of course. The best yeah. they they had they showed a um, montage of of you know like clips of him in the you know the video before they brought him on to accept the award. Melvin Bragg gave him the award, and what the brilliant I have to say, absolute brilliant masterstroke is that you know he's, he had a cameo in Kirby Enthusiasm in the season. There's a season of Curb where Larry David State puts creates a musical. <laughs> Called, called Fatwa, <laughs> Fatwa the musical, oh based on Sam Rush, an actual <laughs> Sam Rushdie appears in a cameo. He's such a good advi- and so I thought that was a brilliant spot, and they mm. showed that in the in the video. I thought that was a brilliant move. Anyway, but the most exciting person then for me was the actor Leo Woodall. Do you remember him who oh, played yes, from, yes, the White Lotus. from the White Lotus? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I, I bumped into him in the loo, and I was like, oh, Leo, Leo, Leo Woodall, and I stopped myself. And you didn't say that? Did no, you? I didn't say that. Oh, thank God! I just said, oh, you know, because there is an unwritten rule of the gents that you don't just yeah, randomly of introduce yourself. And also, you exactly. don't go up to the person and say they're not yours. No, such as such. but I was. Like remember how much, like literally, how much nudity there was? Yeah. built Leo you Woodall based nudity. You guys were really bowled over by that. I thought it was. You're saying it was an appropriate place to meet him with this. I mean, well, I mean, it's not like we haven't seen him before. Oh, that's how you recognise him. Yes, you wouldn't. If you'd just seen his face, you'd have been like. I don't know who this is. But you look down, you're like, oh, I know who you are. I recognise that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Basically, that's what I was thinking. Um, what well, I've, I've been watching. Have you finished your? What were you watching? Second. Um, I have, but I just quickly <laughs> wanted to give a little shout out to Heather Wallace, um, one of our listeners, because she noted that I liked um, Fake Profile and then gave me another one to watch. So this is going to be next on my list. Oh. Um, listeners might have already got on board with it, but Smiley apparently. Smiley. Smiley. Yeah. It's a Netflix uh, Netflix Spanish drama. Dramedy, she's called it. And she said it's like loads of couples at different stages of relationships in Barcelona over the Christmas period. Right mm. up my street, guys. So, yeah. S M I L E Y. Yeah. Oh, Look with your own eyes. I've never heard of it. Have you ever watched Elite? No. You should, and you yeah, always tell me. You've got to watch Elite. Elite is fucking proper, as you'd call it, cuckoo. Cuckoo bong. Yeah. yeah. Cuckoo bong. Yeah, cuckoo that's bong, another yes. one of her. Yeah, it's crazy. Cuckoo bong. Yeah. So we've got banana, banana crackers and cuckoo crackers. bong. These and are the two big... Bong. Can yeah. I just say, Boyd's saying it like as in your phrases. He will use them off-board to me. So. <laughs> but they don't... Yeah, but... In, you know, they're your... They're definitely your creations. You should be proud. <laughs> so is it an amalgamation proud, yeah. of cuckoo and bonkers? Yeah. yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But bong, not bonk. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Not that would sound bonk, weird. Which no, would sound inappropriate. Yeah, okay, got it. Don't be a knob, James. <laughs> I mean, that's the premise oh, of this sh- podcast. So yeah, I don't know a bit late now. Uh, <laughs> I have been watching. We will. Re- this is another one that we will be reviewing. But what, although having said that, because sometimes because it's the second season, who knows if you will? Who knows? Like, but the bear. Oh yeah, uh, the bear, the bear will cover the bear. Wrote about the bear for for heat. Spoiler: We will almost certainly be reviewing the bear, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing a kind of for another one of those uh, sponsored podcasts for the bear as well. Oh, so, are we? oh yeah. okay, exciting. Um, fully deserving of 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 all the. I mean, as, as as a whole, I'm not reviewing the new season, by the way, because it's heavily embargoed. Uh, I mean, you say day. it's heavily embargoed. It's literally aired in the States. So there's oh, part I know. of me that's just like, I don't think it is embargoed because um, it's already out there and I've got very little time for that. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But there is an embargo. There's there is an embargo. embargo. You can't have yeah. a UK no, embargo. No, I know. It's, it's not a thing. I know, I know. It's not a thing. Well, yeah, yeah they are. Right. It's, okay, I'll ask you, is, is it a spoiler to talk about one of the guest star cameos in it? Uh, it's in episode it two or three. Possibly. Yeah, it's totally in the internet. Oh, then fuck it. Just do it. Okay. I say that if you get I'm gonna sued, say, Boyd's on I'm his I'm going to say, this is nothing to do with me. Yes, anyway, yeah, Boyd. anyway, Boyd is about to drop you're a cameo for the season two. I'm completely it, washing my hands of it, Pontius Pilate own. style. Oh. Uh, but if you don't want to hear it, maybe skip forward ten seconds. Yeah. 
Uh, well, okay. Right. There's loads of cameos, by the way, which I'm not going to mention. I really excited, interesting. But what the one, it's almost more than a camera. Will Poulter basically is in an episode. I love yeah. Will where um, one of the uh, staff is sent to Copenhagen to to learn cooking under under him, a, mm. particularly a patisserie. You know, patisserie cooking. <laughs> Baking, whatever, <laughs> which is of course topical, topical for our yes, bake-off. Indeed, if only if only I had a Will Porter to go if to. Only oh my you god! Did. If I only had Porter, maybe we should try and get Will Porter on. Yeah, that's another guy. Hey, look, on my yeah. list. okay, we're not I've, letting you get your tread away. So <laughs> yeah, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've interviewed Porter a couple of times, so we could we could try and get him. Anyway, he is so brilliant in this episode. Just. Because you kind of expect him to be, because we you, the whole part of the whole tenor of the bear is that you know that the, the stresses and strains mm. of cooking but it's that level, stressful. yeah, but that's the whole point of it. But he is an ocean of calm, and he's like really, really not what you're expecting is going to happen at all. And he's so fantastic in it, like a really soulful. I can imagine he's yeah. like that in real life. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's my slight spoiler <laughs> of mention. I'm not going to mention anything else about it because we will hopefully review it properly. Well, when the embargo is up on this very podcast. What I was going to say is one of the things I've been watching is The Bear. Because I have not been watching season two, but I never finished season oh. one. I, I There were three episodes left and I was like, Do you know what? Season two's coming up. We're going to have to watch it. So yes, yes, I yes. want to finish season one. And I, I think what, was it what put me off? I remember seeing that the last episode was a double episode. Mm. So it was three episodes, but it was actually four episodes. But really great. And the penultimate episode, like the whole season, season was stressful. The penultimate episode review was one of the most stressful times I've had watching television. Oh, that particular yeah. episode yeah, builds to a crescendo of stress where they're all having absolute meltdowns. Yeah. And I was so anxious yeah. watching it. Yeah. Well, the, no, I, can't, I was going to start talking about this series, but yeah, I won't. Yeah. Let's okay. just say that. <laughs> well, there, will be, there will be a time when consistent we'll be about, breakdowns. Yeah. I think is it's a, safe is a, to say it's still stressful. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. Still Ongoing stressful, stress. But I'm, I'm looking forward to season two of the best. The other thing I was going to say about the music is so brilliant. The first song in this new season is a, is a song by Bruce Hornsby in the range of the way it is fame. You recognise that song? Can you piano. Do you remember the way it is? Like, piano. No. I've kind of almost okay. sang it there, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there's this song by them that it's a brilliant opening um, to the whole thing. And there's just the, the whole, all the all the needle drops are brilliant. Squeeze is in it. REM. Oh, love anyway, a bit of Squeeze. Love a bit of Squeeze, exactly. Anyway, so I'd spend a lot of time watching episodes of The Bear that they sent us. I also finished The Idol. Yes. Right. So we need to discuss it because you sort of started talking to me about it and then you stopped. Yeah. So you want to save so it for this. So I, but... I haven't seen the finale of the Isle, but I know what happens in it. Now, I will say, <laughs> no one listening to this, I, I suspect anyone who wishes to watch the Idol finale has already watched it, and most of the rest of you don't care. Are we going to get care. complaints? So I'm going to I'm not going to spoil it. I'm you're not going to spoil it. No, 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 oh, I no, thought no. you were about to go no, into I'm gonna talk about the finale. Oh, fine. No, I'm then there's no spoilers There's a twist. There's a big twist. Which everyone has read about. Yeah, I'm not going to specify what it is. It does. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Is it because they've cut an episode out? Is that what happens? No, no, I don't think so. What is weird about it, right? The whole sh- the whole show is very strangely paced as a series. It's only five episodes, right? And you think, oh, so they're going to have to kind of pack a lot into densely packed. But then the last episode is like, it spends hours, <laughs> I mean, not literally, but it feels like hours on this, like that all of these acts that the main character, Jocelyn, and um, the Weekends character, they all kind of like foster these young people who are all part of his kind of quasi-cult. They all perform to like the, the her entourage, like the record company boss and the manager. And, all, and it goes literally on for a long perform. time. It's literally. literally like an episode of The X Factor or something. Yeah, <laughs> They they literally perform full-length songs. Right? Mm. And I'm like, you've built that into... I mean, the final episode is longer than an hour. It's probably 75 minutes it's or whatever. It's literally pop But it doesn't... Yeah, it's, it's literally pop but, but it doesn't feel like they've like packed a huge amount of story in. Ah. It's... It's really weirdly paced, but I, I, what I would—I mean, it is 
gigantically flawed show. But but there is a remnant of what's fascinating to me is so you know they filmed the whole thing. As far, I think this is pretty much what happened. Pretty much they filmed the whole thing before what's his name, the director took over directorial duties, Sam Levinson, and they scrapped what would have been filmed. As far as this is the story of it, and he took over, and they just literally refilmed the story and the weekends. His more of kind, a male gaze they wanted. More, to that's there. right. Well, that's how it's been reported. But even forgetting that issue. Like they've, it's it's been completely changed more towards what the weekend Abel Tesfaye, as his real name is, wanted his his kind of his version of what the story is. But I really want to see what they originally shot because there's the remnant you can sense in the show of of a really funny kind of um, almost like comedy take on superstardom or pop superstardom because all of her entourage are brilliant. Like Dan Levy. From, Dan, well, Dan Levy does not come back. That's weird. Like he only think, appears you know for about a minute in I episode he, one. I think sense prevailed. I don't know. That's an interesting story in itself. God knows mm. what happened to his character. But I mean, Divine Joy Randolph plays Destiny, her co-manager. She is phenomenal. She's brilliant in it, and she kind of manages along with Hank Azaria as Haim, and together they're really, really funny. Um, the record company boss is fantastic as well. Um, and it's just like everything, their reactions to things, there's lots of up-to-date pop culture references, particularly in this final episode, are really funny and entertaining. And you kind of believe them because I've met those people like that, publicists and managed pop managers and people who deal with celebrity superstars. And I thought it was all really well observed and really funny. But they seem to have, what, but then you've got imposed on it this completely like very self-consciously serious, you know, thing about how she's being exploited by the weekend's character and how he is this dark kind of scary quasi cult leading figure he does end up being slight spoiler or pathetic he himself i read an interview with him where he said what people don't realize when you see the whole series you realize because people complained at the beginning why should we you know he's it's a ridiculous figure why should she fall in love with him he's you know it's a very egotistical thing for him to like you know be able to seduce this young woman mm. and he in, in interviews early on said i think when he was in can he said you've got to watch the whole thing because actually his character ends up being a pathetic loser and he does to be fair. And that is true. Well, so that's even more attractive to her. Well, no, that, well, I'm not going to spoil the whole okay. thing, but, you know, they let's bombs. just say. They trauma bomb, probably. There's a lot of table turning and, you right. know, power dynamics and that. Like, it's not just as simple as he has the power over, put mm-hmm. it that way. Very, very much not that. Anyway, long story short, I want to see the original version, which I'm guessing, I have absolutely no evidence for this, but it's like a funnier, you know, look at the whole phenomenon. And I think the whole kind of like, is this a cult thing? He's a cult leader, which is a bit half-assed anyway in the way it's depicted. That does detract from what it could have been, I think. But, that, but there's you... enough in there. There's enough morsels in there, and I, I'm assuming they will recommission it for a second season. Oh, please I think no. they Well, I think they possibly will. I think it's done pretty well in terms of like ratings. It's done terribly in terms of critics' reviews, obviously, and, and reception. But I think HBO will be very much tempted to do to do another series because it's a big. They want talked about TV, and it has absolutely been one of the most talked about series of this year, whether you like it or not. And for all its flaws, and you know, blah blah blah, it is. And doing another series will make it even more talked about. So we'll see what happens. Didn't you sense that mashup though? Because I only watched the first mm. episode where it started off like the first twenty minutes. You're like, oh yeah. my god, this is brilliant. This yeah. is a real like skewering. You know, like, completely. Yeah, but but and there's enough of that all the way through the series. There's yeah. all, more all the way through there are scenes like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a scene in the finale when they're uh, I don't know how they feel. It looks so lavish. Like filming in a, she's about to do her comeback stadium concert at a, a massive stadium, and they're all, all the man, all that her gang are sitting there, mm. kind of gossiping and chatting about it and it's just really funny and interesting 
anyway, yeah, that's that's uh, pretty much what I've been watching. Okay. Uh, when you did your little musical bit, you know when you, you sang something mm. to Bruce Hornsby in the range, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I heard, we do it again. How's it going? See, all I hear when you say that is all I hear is the music to Warrior, Jonathan Tropper's show Warrior. That's what I hear, which coincidentally is what I've been watching this week. So it doesn't come out here for a little while yet, but it's dropped. Well, that's not; it hasn't dropped in the states. The first three episodes, I think, about in the states as we record this. I think four by the time we go out. But I have been given some episodes in advance, which is very exciting. What channel is it on? It is is formerly of Cinemax, now just of Max. No, but I mean here in the UK. Oh, here will be Sky. Uh, HBO have given me episodes in advance of what may or may not be an interview with uh, with uh, the <laughs> well, obviously May with the showrunner who, lest we forget, was also the showrunner of Banshee, Banshee. and C in the. Does he series. know that we named a segment after Banshee? He will know when I speak to him. Oh, fantastic! I'm going to bring it up. Exciting. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, do you be slightly offended by the fact that we're saying that his show is obscure and not many people heard no, of it? I think I think that's fair, certainly in the UK, because it was a oh, cinema no, show. I would say it's not fair. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's, it's regarded as a cult show. It wasn't like a runaway. Okay. Yeah, 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 had a cult. Yeah. following uh, which was largely me mm. uh, uh, but no it's 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 great so I'm looking forward to that so yeah I've been watching a lot of Warrior and cause bear in mind Warrior because Warrior was Cinemax's last ever original show Wow. and then Cinemax closed so it, there was a, a sense that Warrior was never coming back we thought it was finished but no it was been resurrected uh, and it's again one of the most violent shows on television and it is glorious I remember how violent it was yeah yeah because it ended like, with limbs the, there was cut a, off yeah and... there was a big old fight in Chinatown at the yeah. end of season 2 it was mad so uh, yeah something for Kate to look forward to yeah exactly Lots can't of, wait Counted the Tong days. Wars <laughs> 19th century Tong Wars in San mm. Francisco. Loads of fun. So yes, I've watched a lot of that. Uh, I've watched, as we've said, The Bear. Bear. Uh, I've watched more Foundation. Now we can't review... I see. I no. see. Everyone now listening is. I, I'm. 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 All I can do is apologise that we cannot review the most elite of sci-fi shows, mm. Foundation, on this week's podcast because it's embargoed. I got in trouble. I got a rap on the knuckles for Foundation. I included a Foundation. We previewed Foundation in last week's Heat, the current issue of Heat magazine, oh, and I accidentally left on a star rating to to which people you might think we've actually seen it, but I it, no point in did, the actual preview. Did you had to explain to them your ridiculous star-based previous? System. I did. Yeah. I said no. I apologise and said I should have taken off the star rating. Team. But hang on, but you can't surely take the star rating off one thing. No, 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 we do, I do it quite a lot. If something is specifically embargoed like that, uh-huh. that we still want to preview, right. I put preview on it uh-huh. as to, and put a, and don't have a star rating It's on almost it. like having star ratings on previews makes no sense. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, How dare you know Talking of star ratings, this is from the man who works for a magazine that's given oh, Indiana Jones and here the mediocre thingy of what's go. it four stars <laughs> and has only given Mission Impossible the thingy of what's it four stars as well as if it's the same star rating yeah. whereas Mission Impossible is a work of genius in comparison. Is a massive so, yeah. I had no responsibility no, for either of those ratings. Like you have to take it anyway. I take it, I have to take it as yeah. the face of Empire on this yeah, podcast. The face of Empire. I have to eat yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Except Boyd is literally the face of the previous star rating because he's the one who puts them in the magazine. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's no right. fallout coming no, yeah. on. <laughs> okay, so Foundation. Back to Foundation. Foundation. <laughs> so, okay. We're watching a lot of Foundation, uh, which we'll be reviewing on this week's Pilot Plus. Kay is going to watch Foundation nope. from the start. No, you see, the thing is, guys, um, I'm actually up a mountain. Yeah. She is. Uh, up a mountain without a paddle. Yes. Yeah. I'm up a mountain without Wi-Fi and things, so I don't know if that's going to be possible. Oh, I'll don't try worry. Okay. Best. You got pl- when are you back? <laughs> I'm back late on Sunday I'll just sort out your schedule for you, and it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's late fine. Late Monday morning, first again? thing, wake up, crack foundation, crank yeah, it up. It. That's it. On the Listen, Apple. Listen, guys, the Ark. 
The Ark. Oh yeah, the Ark. No, I mean, it's it, not like the Ark. To be fair, no, 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 no. Don't, it's nothing don't, like the Ark. It's nothing so, like the Ark. You've so, burnt your bridges with me. James. I would say the budget for the first yeah. scene of Foundation <laughs> is equivalent to the entire budget of the show, The Ark, yeah. <laughs> and I'm including the second season in that. But budget's one thing. But what about the storytelling it's, and actual content? It's it's, it? it's surprisingly good. Also, you get to see a lot of Lee Pace in a loincloth. In fact, the f- first episode of the second season, he has a naked fight with someone. All right, tackle let me out and everything. <laughs> You'd love it. It'd be just like fake profile, but it's just Lee Pace oiled up and naked, beating the shit out of Well, like, like in um, Women in Love, the Ken Russell film, when Alan Bates and um, Oliver Reed na- naked wrestle. Yeah, a bit, oh, bit, bit wow. naked wrestling. It's all, all, all good. Right, Who did you wrestle? <laughs> Who did you wrestle in this? Yeah. An assassin. Oh, okay. An assassin has come to kill him. Uh, but they yes, have a sword fight. Okay, they, they, cool. they do have a sword fight. That's absolutely true. Swords all over the place. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, I'm okay. actually looking forward to seeing Foundation Season 2. Although I have to admit that I did not finish Season 1. So like you with the bear, I'm yeah. going to have to catch up. You will have to catch up. Um, we've yes. given listeners, just to pull back the curtain, we've given Kay two options. We've given Kay the option of jumping straight into Season 2 for the aforementioned <laughs> Naked Wrestling, which you will enjoy. I'm just going to do that. Or, or we've said, actually, why don't you not watch that and oh. just just watch the first episode of season one, just that one, yeah. so that you can have oh, a, an understanding of what the show is. But you don't have to watch two episodes. You just even I remember one. that suggestion. Yeah. So you can just watch both. the very first thought, one. Thought, no, you don't you have can, to watch both. No. Just watch one because oh, what I thought okay, we could yeah. do is Boyd and I can then discuss season two, but discussion. you can then just talk about your experience of just getting into yeah, the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Mm. Yeah, I think you might enjoy that more because it's it's not the most accessible if you haven't watched the first season. I would say. All so, right, I commit to doing that. Okay, good, good. Well, we'll be talking about that on this week's Pilot Plus. Look forward to it, except for the one guy who complained about Elite Sci-Fi who will probably skip it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, what else have I been watching? Uh, well, the only other thing I have been watching, which is the third episode of Secret Invasion, uh, as we record ridiculously early this week, Kay's fault, uh, it went out this morning. And uh, Boyd, do you remember when we watched the first Secret Invasion, the mm. first episode which we reviewed on this podcast? And I didn't mention this on the show, but afterwards I texted you and said, I forgot to mention on the show, but did anyone else think Kinsley Benadir was inexplicably Welsh? Oh, yeah. You did and you were that. like, no, it's just you. <laughs> Yet it turns out he is deliberately being Welsh. He has a- adopted a specific Welsh <laughs> accent for this role. So I couldn't work it out. I was like, well, first of all, like, what was he? Is he Northern English? What's he trying to be? Is he Irish? I thought there's a hint of Welsh in there. Is it Welsh? And I, I landed on Welsh. Chris didn't believe me. You didn't believe me. But apparently, Kingsley <laughs> Benadir has specifically said he decided to use a Welsh accent. He said there's a mixed race community in Butte Town. And I just thought that might be a nice way in. So it is a Butte Town accent. Wow. Mm. Uh, so there you is go. he part Welsh himself? Then I'm just looking up his um, his. Early, I don't know uh, that he is. No, he's born in Gospel Oak. Yeah, um, just an accent. very much not Welsh. An, he's plucked an accent. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, he's Jewish, by the way. Which is I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what an interesting. Um, yeah, and obviously, crucially, this would be an interesting. Uh, it, well, I'm not from Butte Town, so I guess I can't say. But I identified it as Welsh, so I'm saying that's, that's a success. Good sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I'm I'm not going mad, and I have been watching Secret Invasion. Okay. That's what we've been watching, I think, in total. Uh, I have not shared a question with you this week, principally yeah, because I was we mention have not that. had time oh, okay. this week, and I didn't want to spring one on you. So I thought we'd just uh, dabble into the post bag a little bit. So last week's Pilot Plus was a very, very busy one. We did not have time to open the post bag, so I thought we could do a little Too bit. much bickering over the list. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of post bag action here as well. <laughs> so let's begin with this one, which comes to us from Stephen. And Stephen says... 
Big question for the pilot pod. Do you feel the need to watch things as soon as they drop on streaming services so that the algorithm knows it's a successful show and it doesn't get immediately cancelled? It feels like if I don't watch a show immediately, it will get cancelled after one season. There will be no point watching it. Uh, we can't live like that, can we? I mean, well, I don't do that. No, obviously. but there's a good question point here because I'm not, you've suddenly got me wondering whether, because we get sent stuff in advance yeah. with our own, like, you know, Forthcoming. Oh, yeah, I wonder if that doesn't count You're towards have to the play algorithm. It in the no, it won't do. It oh, won't so do. that's you know our support for um, Lockwood and Co. For example, it wouldn't nothing. count it because we got them in advance screenings yeah. in advance. That's yeah. annoying. And you know, and <sighs> even though I watch my favourite shows thousands of times, mm. it doesn't go towards anything. Oh, that's that is that is infuriating. But also it's difficult for us. So Netflix, we do watch them in the actual Netflix mm. app. Yeah. But it, you're right, it wouldn't count them because they're no. pre-release. No, yeah. And then a lot of the other things we watch on a separate screening site, so that wouldn't count either. So for us, we are we we are single-handedly destroying uh, mm. our favorite shows. Yeah, exactly. It's entirely our fault. Oh God, Steve! But for the average that. person, like watching stuff, I imagine there because there isn't people have talked about that, haven't they? That it's not just about consistent watching; it's about when it opens, when it drops. Like it's that spike yeah. they want at the beginning to see yeah. people binging it. But then conversely, that does mean that it tails off early because everyone watches it at the beginning. So I'm never sure which one to go with. I think they, I think they much prefer if something immediately catches people's attention and they watch it and they binge it. As soon as it arrives, that that is the ultimate. That's what they want. That's what mm. Netflix wants. I think because you remember how long it took them. Do you remember um, your favorite one that I didn't like initially? You know the the geeky sci-fi fantasy. <laughs> you know Neil Gaiman. Oh, Sandman. That one. <laughs> Sandman. Do you remember it took a long time for them to confirm they're yes. renewing that yes, show because it, it wasn't an immediate hit. No. It did not immediately go to number one or two yeah, in the Netflix. People chart. like you didn't understand it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> it, it, after a couple of weeks, it did. It's my, my memory of it. People, I'm sure people will correct me on the exact details. But um, whereas if something goes right, straight in the top ten with a bullet, go completely number one or yeah. two, then then they're like, oh yeah, we'll definitely recommission this because they know instantly that people are attracted to the idea of it and yeah. you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think that is preferable, definitely. But don't don't the, wait around. Don't yeah, wait. But on who it. has the time on the day of release to be immediately? I mean, it's it's a lot, isn't it? Of course, yeah, it's a lot, yeah. But um, just you know, to make some time. forward planning. <laughs> <laughs> like I plan for you to watch Foundation on Monday morning yeah, when you I get might, back from yeah. your mountaineering. Well, he's and... now offering a new service where he'll organise your life to fit in all the TV you need to watch in order for them not to be cancelled. Yeah, I'm like, hey, what's they called those people? Like a uh, life coach. Yeah. yeah. Oh my You're a TV God. coach. Yeah, I could start that my own. Yeah, I could this see my, is. Yeah, that, and I think, it is. I think we should get a slice of the pie for There are loads of the. That's what, that. in that in that cult, that documentary about that dodgy British cult, mm. they all call themselves life coaches and they charge people tens of thousands of pounds just to talk bullshit to do them. You know I could what? do that. If someone wants to give me tens of thousands of pounds, I will 100% like program it. my no idea no first. Offense. No one's coming to you, James. We could form a company. We could. Yeah, let's form a company. Yeah, let's do that. Where we do life coach people through their TV choices. I'm here for the frothy slash. Period drama slash. Yeah. You know, and comedy. I think, I actually think that James would make a good messianic leader of a oh, cult. Of course he would. The, the, you think pretends... I'd be a good cult leader? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Look at his eyes light. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's oh. excited I'm already. I'm excited about this. Yeah. I can, I can work fans with as well. Yeah. yeah. That's you know, it. The diehards. Diehards, yeah. diewolves, pick one. Uh, it's all good. Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got our plan B sorted. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good. When they when they when they come for this podcast, that's what we'll do. We'll branch <laughs> out into a curated te a televisual curated televisual housekeeping service. Well, we will we will you tell us exactly how much free time you've got, mm. and we will program your week for you. From we'll a TV need to point off air. We'll need to think of a name for this app, and then get um. Yeah. Get yeah. Off. Yeah. We'll have to copyright it. All right. All right. All right. Let's do that. All right. Side hustle sorted. Excellent work. Uh, should we find another question? Oh, here's a question, and this is a legitimate question that Boyd, no pressure, you're going to need to answer. Yes. This comes from Mira, and Mira says, "Question for the board: 
I was enjoying finally watching Barry and have just finished season three, only to find season four has disappeared completely oh, yeah. from Sky. Uh, who's this from? Who's this from again? Mira. It's from Mira. Yeah, she actually DM'd me this question as well, and, I, and I'm glad you've done it because I was going to answer her, so yeah, carry on. Okay. <laughs> I did some looking into it, and it looks like it's something to do with the deal slash license they have with HBO. But do you have any more information about this? Will it be back? Do you know of any other examples of this sort of thing happening? It's so frustrating. Yes. This is pretty much happens all the time with HBO shows on Sky. So, um... Yeah, what happened? The most recent show season of a show that they have uh, the rights to often disappears pretty quickly, so that they can then bring it out as a paid for thing. So they'll put it up as like a digital download, or even on DVD sometimes, or Blu-ray. So, for example, The Last of Us is coming out on home video on DVD and Blu-ray this very week, I think. Um, and I guarantee you, they would have taken it off um, Sky. You so know, that people will pay. So for that it. people will pay for it. Yeah, mm. it will come back though. They do invariably come back after a while. It might take you know, quite a long time. But shows like, like they do it with Curb a lot. So as soon as the new seasons of Curb arrives, you watch it in full for 10 weeks, then it disappears quite quickly. Then they have to pay for it to watch it. And then it comes back about six months later and the whole thing's there again. So it's a bit annoying, but that is the way it works. So you need to have saved it to your your SkyQ box in advance. You do need to save. That's a good, very good point. You need to save it. Otherwise it will disappear. Exactly. Uh, make sure it's not going to be deleted. They did it with, I think they did it with Succession. Like Succession, they trumpeted. They were like, oh, oh you can watch the whole of Succession still up until about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Then Succession came out on DVD. And it's like, <laughs> and you, can't. you can't. Yeah, no, you can't. So um, I did yeah. not know this. Yeah, yeah. These kind of uh, tips and tricks will be available on our app, just so you know. Yeah, that's yeah, it. On the life coaching. Yeah, yeah. The, li- yeah. the life yeah. coaching. Yeah. Completely. If yeah. anyone has any ideas for the name of our life coaching service, do feel yeah, free to send them, them in at Pilot TV mm. Pod uh, on, on uh, Instagram or Twitter for now and possibly threads as oh, of yeah. tomorrow. Yes. Uh, like I say, we're recording this on Wednesday, so by the time this goes out, it, threads would have been in the world for a few days. This is the meta Facebook people's yeah. Twitter Alternative, yeah. Whether you get, you can, you can read six hundred um, tweets from James if you want. On the new ways on Twitter, you can't anymore. You hundred get to six hundred tweet. That's it. That's right. If you want to re- read James's six hundred first tweet, yeah. okay, you yeah. can't. Because I think if you do want to do that, you've got to look at your life. <laughs> well, maybe. And maybe. get on board with our app. Maybe. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, speaking of HBO weird things, and this is kind of a little bit of preview of news. But have you seen that, like Insecure, Six Feet Under, Band of Brothers, are all coming to Netflix? Because mm. HBO has been licensing their shows, yes. Uh, yes. and obviously this is a this is a kind of a stance that they've taken, whereby they're not interested in exclusivity. Like they're happy to just they just want the Benjamins. They're all about the cash. Yeah, completely. They'll yeah. sell whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. Um, smart move. I think they also do with Channel 4 as well, isn't there? I think... Oh, quite possibly. Similarly, I think they're, yeah. they're happy to sell their stuff whatever. Yeah. They don't need everything to just be no. on Max. No, so. no. I mean, I think that that's preferable. At least at least it's preferable than to being removed from it. I'd rather something was on more than one. Yes, than... Re- no, I'm all for it. Yeah. I have it everywhere. But yeah, just yeah. don't delete it. No. Uh, have we got one for you, Boydie? This Another comes from Mark. And Mark says... Quick one for the postbag. Has anyone else commented that Boyd's use of famously has doubled since it was brought up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Every That's time, deliberate, though. Every time he says it on recent shows, it's now followed by Boyd repeating it and having a little chuckle to himself. <laughs> oh, God. That's so That's anyway, self-conscious. Keep up your famously, brackets, famously chuckle. Oh. Good work. Oh <laughs> I'm very much God. looking forward to Pilot 250. He's actually taking his glasses off to rub his I'm eyes. never saying famously or famously, famously ever again. With or without the little chuckle. This is my never vow. No, we love you. I hate the little chuckle. <laughs> oh no, I think the chuckle is great. And yeah, if you want, if you want to hear the little chuckle live, book your tickets to Pilot Two Fifty Kingsplace.co.uk/slash/Pilot Two Fifty. Nineteenth of August, Saturday night. Be there with me, with Boyd, with Kay, with whoever else we drag along. We'll even give you cake. What more do you want? Well, no. Remember, health and safety. We're not 
talk Do you know what? I'm throwing health and safety to the wind. Oh I'm going to force feed I mean, cake to everyone in the front row. First aid, uh, first aid trainer, but I mean, like, mm, yeah, a bit worried about that. Can I just quickly, on that note, say a thank you to Jenny S. Wilkie, who on Twitter has sent me um, biscuits that are amazing and fairly foolproof, right? She said, mm-hmm. and um, well, a recipe. You mean? Yeah, she gave yeah. me a recipe because she said, or she said you should try and make them, or I'll make them, and you can pass them off as your own. I think there's a lot of concern about my baking. And I think that's very. Well, sweet. there's some concern that you're going to cheat, and this, this <laughs> and you're going to let this person cook bake for you, no, and I you're going to. No, I said oh. to Jenny um, that I would do it, but I just think it's very. That's the second mm. recipe I've been offered now, so we'll see what I make on the day. Someone offered me a recipe for an apple cake. It's a family Ooh. recipe. Mm. Oh, I like an apple cake. Yeah. I love apples. It well. required cooking apples though, and that feels like more hassle and more effort than I'm prepared to put into it. What do you mean? But, no, you uh, just buy them. You're yeah. going to have to buy normal apples. You just literally go to the next. The you don't apple. have to go scrumping And also, them. by the way, you could use normal apples. It's Can fine. you? Yeah. No, use, be fine. No, use no, 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 honestly. No, don't listen to him. Use cooking apples. I mean, apples. cooking apples might be slightly preferable. No, I'm not I'm not throwing shade at the family apple cake recipe. Sounds like But it. apple cake isn't my favourite type of cake. Yeah, but so. you would think about the people you're cooking, Oh, fuck for, them. No, right? absolutely not. So me and Boyd uh, love apples. And then if you could just rustle up some custard on the side, <laughs> that would be good. Well, I feel then then you're just in crumble territory, right? If you're going to have custard and an apple cake, I do, have an apple crumble. I, gr- I do prefer a crumble to a, c- a cake, yeah. I have yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. But then if we're going to go classic. crumble, if we're going to go delicious. crumble, first of all, absolutely fine, apple crumble, good, but you put a sultana in there, I will burn you alive. Oh, no. Uh, and second of <laughs> all, absolutely. <laughs> What's your problem with sultanas? It just ruins a perfectly good apple crumble. Do you not like sultanas in general? See, I like grape. I like raisins, right. but I don't like currants or sultanas. Uh, oh my god, this you like raisins, yeah. but not currants. What's yeah. the difference? They taste different. Now, I don't know the difference. I've never heard this. Perhaps there is some kind of grape expert listening to this who can tell me. I don't know the difference between a raisin, a grape, or sultana in terms of the production process. I assume they come from different types of grape. But uh, you know what we yeah, need? We do. need our lovely listener who sent us the wine. To, get to tell us. Yes, yes Paul the wine know. guy. Yeah, but I, Paul is, the wine guy. I've learn. never heard of anyone liking a raisin, not a sultana. <laughs> no, that they is have, extraordinary. They, no, so sultanas have a kind of a sharp, pungent taste, whereas raisins are quite pungent. innocuous. Pungent's the wrong word, I think. Well, they're, yeah. they're upsetting. That is mad. So if I say they will ruin a crumble, so 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 I, I, don't, I don't think I, I agree with you that crumble doesn't need an apple crumble. Cinnamon, does not, fine. Yeah, cinnamon's fine. You know what's even better is an apple and blackberry crumble. Well, this is what I was going to say. Apple and blackberry trumps apple. Yes, and frankly, like a winter fruit slash summer fruit. Which one trumps that? Oh, like, I'm, I'm in agreement, agreement with no, James no, on this no, one. I mean, the Sultana thing is perverse. No, that's that's yeah, that is simple, sick. There is nothing that isn't improved by the introduction of red. You know, and one of the most irritating things about Pret a Manger, <laughs> which you know, like most people, <laughs> we sound like such media of a morning. Well, only media because Pret a Manger. I think normal talking just because like they always surround our buildings and we're always uh, anyway. There's a Pret about like two minutes walk from our office, <laughs> and so I invariably pop into Pret, get one of those pots. With yogurt and, and like have you know five berry yeah they cost about thing. eight pounds yes I know eight pounds yeah, it's not do. that expensive Boy, it's so bougie but yeah. like here's my problem with it the variance of the number of raisins slash sultanas or whatever okay. in them it's unbelievable one day you might get like two raisins in it if you're lucky the next it'll be seven eight ten twelve fifteen and do you raisins. Want more raisins I want more as many raisins as this possible. is in the, the granola bits yeah that you in the granola in. bits yeah, yeah it's yeah. mad you've you got to have a consistent number of raisins in your I pot think yogurt you need to send a little note to prep I nearly I'm I'm tempted. Seriously. You should. Because, yeah. you know, like from listening to the Wolf and Owl podcast, Tom Davies yeah. Uh, yeah. often sends yeah. messages to um, yeah. retailers. Is it, there was one time where I had no raisins at all. Oh and God. I was like, is there an actual raisin shortage or something? Because it was mad. <laughs> yeah. I was like, stuck a current in there instead. <laughs> and then you were fucked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, frankly, any current raisin, what's the other one? Would have been Sultana. Fine. Sultana. Sultana. Mm. Uh, I'm open to all of those, but there were none of any of those things in it. And it was a disgrace. Furious. Were you in a bad mood that day? Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely mm. furious. Gosh, and I would have got the back, the backlash yeah. of that. 
That's so right. So please just mm. stick more raisins and sultanas mm. in his food. Maybe I might, but I actually I, I do agree with you about the um, the, the crumble thing. Yeah. We, maybe we'll, I'll bring do a crumble for the uh, I t- for the live. I, 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 show. That could Is get that messy. Cheating? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we should what's stick to cakes for this yeah, particular think, challenge. What's the baking? Did you just like stew some apples and then shove some biscuity <laughs> stuff on top? I imagine a decent crumble is quite hard to pull off. Do you know what? It's, it's actually quite easy. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crumble. Well, I've, I have genuinely made a crumble before, a couple of crumbles, and they are one of the easiest desserts to pull off. Yeah. No, I think you've got to do something. But this is not about easy or difficult. It's like art. You know, it's not. You don't judge oh, a work of art by how easy or difficult it is. <laughs> Hang on. If you're going to start telling me that your crumble is high art, then no. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm well, going to have to leave. You won't be the judge of that of, of that's bakes. true that Cray is true Cray Bakes are going to judge the, the, the cakes a blind true. test and, and actually we should be win. announcing what we're doing because we want to do I want to do a blind test oh no I'm just talking about you know possibilities the okay, options fine, yeah. I, I have yet to decide on what my cake will be we shall see god knows I'm not even thinking about we it really, was, yeah. we really need to get a good guess for this show don't we <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be yeah. uh, like the, the crux well, well, of it well you know what Paul Hollywood's kind of steps in I feel like it needs to be someone like that at this stage Anyway, yeah. book your tickets now, please, for the 250th <laughs> live show. As you can hear, it's going to be unmissable. Uh, so please come or I'll be sad. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I think that is it for the post bag. Let us move on now to this week's interview, which I hope we have. Uh, full disclosure, we were supposed to do uh, two interviews for this week's show. One of them was going to be with not one, not two, but three members of the Witcher cast. And the other one was going to be Tiffany Haddish from the After Party. Now, Tiffany Haddish's plane, unfortunately, got uh, delayed and that got cancelled. And the Witcher interviews have not happened at the time of recording. So we may not have them. So this may not be here at all. But if it is here, I will say that just for Kay, because I know how devastated she was, that she wasn't able to watch The Witcher last week. So in large part to make up for that, we have not one, but possibly two... I don't know. We have some Witcher guests. At this you're point, so I genuinely annoying. don't know who they are. You're so annoying. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank <laughs> you very you interrupted much. him to say uh, that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Thank <laughs> you for the drop-in. Uh, so I'm hoping there is an interview now with Anya Shalotra. There could be an interview with Anya Shalotra and Freya Allen. Frankly, it's anyone's guess. But let's see. So if if you're lucky, Kate, if you're lucky, Yennefer of Wengerberg and Princess Cyrilla of Sintra will be on this podcast right now to address all of your Witcher needs, to answer all of your Witcher questions. Uh, so if this interview goes ahead, this is Helen O'Hara, probably, <laughs> talking to someone from The Witcher, which is available now on Netflix. Well, hello and welcome to the Pilot TV podcast to Anya Chalotra and Freya Allen. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I'm d- delighted to be here with you. I was just saying it's uh, it's very strange to see you in normal person clothes, normal person mm. surroundings. I can't see a single dragon behind either of you as we're speaking mm. today. It's bizarre. I know. Yeah, I, I, know. I just checked. <laughs> yes, let the record show that Anya did turn around to check there wasn't a dragon behind her as she said that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, season three, this has been just a phenomenal journey so far. Um, I was talking to one of my colleagues the other day who said it's so weird that it's gone from, you know, kind of being Dragon Dunkirk. You know, you've got this big military battle, you've got time hopping stuff, you've got this really complicated mythology in season one. And yet it absolutely captured everyone's imagination and became this this massive global phenomenon. So why, why is it? Why did people sort of snatch onto this show quite as tightly as everybody has, you know, because it is a complicated mythology. It is a, a very kind of uh, difficult world to get your head around at first. And it's and it's just taken off and run. 
that firstly the books had a massive play in that and then secondly the games that were made from the books had a massive you know like there there was already a massive um fan base yeah established before we even did anything so i think that definitely was a kind of helping hand in a way so um, so basically there was somebody in every household who could explain what was happening to somebody else <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I need it explaining to me and I'm in it. Like when I'm <laughs> yes, sat watching the family, I literally have to ask my boyfriend, like, what is actually happening? Because I, d- I don't know. What's yeah, I think, it, I think it is to do with the fans. I mean, 13 million fan, fans, like that's that figure comes into mind when I, I remember starting the whole process. And that's what people said to me. And just having that support system there, people who were you know, rooting for us um, helps a lot. Uh, it was a relief for me, to be honest, when the time jumping calmed down just because it made it much easier to follow. But also by that point, you're so invested in these characters. I mean, and I think I think um, Siri and Yennefer particularly, I think, are the ones that we invest in because we've seen, they've been through so much. I mean, in some ways, you know, Geralt is a, is a big, strong guy. We expect him to be okay in the world. But both of these women, for very different reasons, had to really fight, you know, to to get ahead. It feels like. I mean, every character they've got there, you know, mm. the world is so, the continent is so threatening that um, every character faces either the monsters in themselves mm. or um, you know some sort of fear along the way, some sort of monster along the way. So, yeah, whether it's to do with their own insecurities and fears and things they need to work on or an actual live monster you know yes. every character's always always uh, got something to tackle metaphorical and actual monsters to slay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i think that because everyone's always talking about oh the monster's scary and i'm like never really that never really necessarily feels like the scariest I feel like what they've all got going on in their heads is the scary part. Like, I think losing people, honestly, is probably one of them. Exactly, yeah. That, that might be why the, the start of this season felt very kind of refreshing and almost comforting in that we have our three favourites together. I mean, y- yes, they're on the run and the entire continent is searching for them. Okay, fine. But they're actually physically together for the first time it feels like uh, certainly for an extended length, length of time so was that was that kind of nice to play that you're not sort of hopping around quite as well you're hopping around physically but maybe not character wise quite so much I quite like it actually um because there are so many storylines so many subplots and especially for my character like we've created quite a bit of her journey so um you know we get to explore more of her on screen um so yeah I, I quite enjoy settling and having a little bit more of a direction this season I felt you know last season it was a bit lost I know for you Freya it's you're you're constantly (laughs) there's so many things you're constantly there's new faces and threats and kind of Mm. people you're having to deal with and it's been kind of constant training for you basically the last couple of seasons and constant kind of growing and learning I guess Freya yeah for for your character I should say rather than you you know well, for me too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the whole show's been a been a, I guess, a drama school for me. I've learned everything on it. I mean, absolutely everything. You'd be surprised. Like this show really throws everything. I mean, obviously the acting side, like getting to be work with the uh, constant amazing actors, but then 
also just the random skills that you learn, like horse riding, stunts, fighting, did bug wrangling, like, you know, milking a cow. Like, I mean, it's just endless, <laughs> endless random skills. This is this is amazing. You've got a second career as a milkmaid if, you know, if the acting ever dries up well, for a bit, you know, boom. Exactly. Sign me up as a stunt person, actually, you know. Yeah. <laughs> What's been the hardest kind of skill to learn for both of you? Doing a TV series. I mean, the, the hours, the way we work, it's not always consecutive order. Eight months of like sustaining a character. I think that's been the most challenging thing. No, I totally agree with what I said. I think that um, like I went on to a job after this last season and everyone was like, this is so hard. Like, And obviously like everything's, I'm not saying it's not hard, but like honestly, in comp- The Witcher is just a whole other battle literally a whole other battle like it's just it's just not the same like the the amount of time we have to do a scene you know um and then the conditions we're often playing with at the same time the scheduling change like all of it is just it really sets us up to be able to go on to another job and be like obviously nothing's ever easy but just it's it feels like you have so much more time to kind of breathe and work through things than you do want. like the witcher is just yeah you get used to a very fast paced kind of way of working on the witcher which is in some ways a good skill to learn because then you can slow down further things i guess yeah i was reading a bunch of interviews with you guys and i heard about um, fight scenes involving green pool noodles can you tell me more <laughs> oh yeah that's that's henry's well i mean there's always noodles involved isn't there there's always noodles flying about. I think that was Henry's fight with the flesh, the flesh. What is it called? Flesh, the flesh monster. Flesh monster. Fleshy. The one on the boat. No, the, the whatever. There's. I don't even. Asian. Emerging monsters now, but yeah. um, there's noodles everywhere. But there was noodles in Henry's fight with the with the fight, whatever it's called. The monster yeah. with the tons of girls. I haven't worked with many noodles. Oh, have you not? Yeah, but you're working with the air, aren't you? With your magic. Yeah. And how's that? Is it almost like dance steps, you know, to get so your magic probably, right? Uh, not really. I, I, I think I prefer working as I do than with a noodle. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> easier without, without noodles flapping around. <laughs> <laughs> it's always easier without noodles. <laughs> well, this, I'm learning a lot today, I feel like, about how, what happens on The Witcher and how things work. I, I did want to ask about just like the, the the kind of skills involved with the show. I mean, you know, the one thing that leapt to my mind as I, I was watching it is who has the toughest wig? Is it Henry? The is it you guys? Wig. I'd say because yours is um, back and off your face and they're all yeah. quite tricky to do with. And I think because uh, Henry's is... Um, kind of greased down I, I'd say mine's a little bit more it, it doesn't play with the camera very well and I'm often told like you know you're not in a L'Oreal advert get your hair off your face so we can see it um but it's hard I can't I've never I've got quite a small forehead so like my wig comes down quite far I blame that blame my forehead <laughs> it's just a lot of hair you have on that wig yeah but they I had to come had up a, with a to pin it like to the side so that like and I can tell like I know just because I know because I saw it happening but like watching the scenes I'm like oh it's pinned there like they were clearly getting irritated I with the hair there. <laughs> yeah Gunja especially in episodes four and I think three and four um 
was just like we have to, it was pinned most of those episodes because oh, we so just even with me I have couldn't to stand it in my face yeah. yeah oh my god and and how about the costumes I think you've you've talked in the past about you know they were corseted but have become a bit more bit more comfortable since season one is that right yeah, I think, oh, you know, sometimes when it comes to costumes, it's quite important to just have, I think I've, we've realised now how important it is to be comfortable. Mm. Um, I, def- I certainly have. The locations this season, they felt a bit different to me. I haven't, I, ha- I haven't actually had a chance to go and look at where everything was shot, but you're actually in occasionally warm climates, it looked like, and not just, um, you know, snow and rain and um, difficult circumstances halfway up a mountain um what was it different am i am i misreading that or was there a little bit of a little bit more heat this time you, you we work in extremes Croatia was so nice but we were literally there for like two nights yeah I know. oh no i've got a picture of you freya which i looked oh, no. at the other day sat right next to it was just like you sat on the beach like i between, know like you had a chair and you had an umbrella <laughs> I was not happy. The, the whole start of the shoot, I was just not happy. So I just would go and like sit and stare at the shoot. I know, that's so funny. I I look at that photo and so much floods back. I know, and I had my umbrella because they wouldn't let me not have an umbrella. Yeah, I know. Well, I guess you can't have Siri with a tan. It would be wrong somehow. Well, it happens. <laughs> it did happen at post-Morocco. She does have a tan. I won't, I won't lie. By the end of it, she's got a tan. She's been living <laughs> it up in Morocco. <laughs> what was the biggest sort of, I guess, challenge for both of you with your characters this season? What what felt like maybe the biggest step forward or the biggest, you know, sort of moment that you really wanted to nail for both of them? Coming back from the be- betrayal at the end of season two, I didn't know how we were going to do that, even with the time jump. I mean, a year's passed, but, you know, we had very limited scenes to do that. And I, I you know, you didn't I didn't just didn't want it to be forced. You know, it's so important this relationship in the books between Siri and Yennefer. Um, I think that was the most challenging aspect. But but you know, oddly, just didn't think about it too much working with Freya. Like I think we both allowed ourselves to find that dynamic. We you know we're quite close, I suppose. You know, and and in age too, so we couldn't think about that too much, and we had to just trust that we'd we'd get there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was something that was I, I thought of as a challenge in my head quite a quite a bit. But actually, when I'm doing it, I didn't think about it too much. I don't even know where to begin with that one. There's always challenges, especially with yeah, especially with our minds as like we're all quite perfectionistic. So we like to leave a set trying to feel like we've you know got something good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean. It's just constant challenges, I'd say. Like every day is a every day tends to have like yeah, every day tends to feel challenging, I guess. Mm. Um definitely quite a bit of pressure on myself for the episode seven to kind of do that right since it's such an iconic kind of moment in the books and and for series journey as well. It's such a prevalent kind of storyline and and I just knew that there was gonna be a lot to tackle with mm. in terms of emotionally but also just you know the conditions and how that was going to work and of course we had you know end up having bloody sandstorms that made us not be able to shoot in the night and 
And so we're sort of doing night scenes with the sun like beaming into our eyes. So we're sort of like my main fear there was we're just all going to look like we're squinting in the night. That does. Yeah, that sounds horrendous. Actually, that sounds incredibly difficult. I mean, do, do you find yourselves then sometimes getting in your own head about these things like, like you were kind of saying, Anya, or does once you're there on set in costume with one another, does it sort of kind of fall away and sort of fall into place? It depends on what the scene is. There are some scenes that I just, I'm struggling with um, saying the words or like, you know, maybe just not connecting to what's in front of me, the the script. And um, that's when I'm like in my head on set. Otherwise, you know, it's it's kind of easy because you just have to play off someone else. Um, And now I know, I feel like I know Yennefer enough to, just go with it and trust yeah. you. And so you, you haven't got time to overthink it. It's but it is when it comes down to certain um, lines. Yeah, lines. I agree. Like if if it, if a scene like if a scene already flows on the page, it tends to like you be. It, it tends to then allow you to kind of just like you know sink into it and then work with the other actor and kind of just focus on that. And but but if not, then you're sort of having to juggle a lot. I guess I have to ask. Obviously, you know. Henry Cavill has announced that he's he's leaving after this season. I think that announcement came after the end of the season. So, you know, how did you find out? Was it a phone call? Was it an email? Like, how how did that happen? I, I got a phone call from Lauren. It was like quite late. I was I was on the other side of the planet. So, yeah. But I just remember being like, oh my god, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it must yeah. just be tough because you've spent so much time together, I guess. And you know, you're. you're you were saying you're all perfectionist, and I feel like that's very much him included. So it's it's been a very very set dynamic for these last three seasons, I guess. Yeah, it's going to be weird, but I'm really excited for the, you know the next season with Liam. Um, Henry's journey's come to an end with Geralt, so I'm really excited for him too. He chose that moment, and he's done such good work. Yeah. It won't be the same, but it will be something different in the best way I think I feel like he's got a good energy to take over he seems like I don't know he seems like he has something similar to bring to Liam and I think he's he's been in touch with you both right to to wish you luck with this season so he's obviously been out there watching I guess yeah I think he's been um reading a lot and in terms of the books and Mm. kind of getting his head around um What's in store for him? And I don't know if you can say without spoilers, but are there, are there things that you're you're excited about going into next season? Are there things that you're, you know, are, are these characters that you still feel like there's a lot of meat to explore? Oh yeah, there was this, this so much. There's so much depth. Um, Freya and I are always trying to find. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It depends what situation our characters are in, how the writers kind of want to do this. <laughs> next part of of each of our journey i know for me i should be turned into a figurine so <laughs> i don't know what what's going to happen there um yeah we'll, we'll see i haven't i haven't read the what well, i haven't read anything yet and you read but have you, you not- do read ahead the books right you've so you've kind of i've read the books yeah yeah have you not read anything anya no oh i've read ep one Ooh. Uh, i haven't got my head around that yeah i've been sensing i haven't read it yet i've read parts so I have I've read bits, but I haven't read like a full. Obviously, I mean, for your character, it's different, isn't it? But for Siri, it's pretty much should be quite like, I mean, you kind of know from the books. Um, I haven't read yes. that book yet. 
but I know what's coming. Vaguely. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm dead excited for series series journey. That's good. Yeah, be- I'm excited, but I'm also kind of like I'm apprehensive about. There's a relationship for Siri that's very like complex, and um, people have a lot of opinions as to whether it's love, whether it's this, that, or the other, and and I think that that is going to be a. Um, I have my own opinion of it, but I just want to see if that's how that's translated onto the put it on the page basically there's a lot there's a lot still to play with here so and and you, like you said you're so embedded now with these characters that it must be you know quite exciting now to get to kind of take them into different directions and put them in different situations albeit even if they're a china doll in one of those yeah. or a china figurine in one of those yeah. scenarios it's you know it's a it's a change yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, and there's so many moments of the books I'm looking forward to explore as well. And hopefully we can we get to play play them. Have you got any favorite monsters still to come? <laughs> yeah, well, there's one that we that's revealed at the end of the season that um I'm excited to see that monster like come yeah to play. <laughs> I'm excited um, for Bonhart. He's a he's a is a person, but he's a monster. <laughs> the two are not mutually exclusive in this show, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what else have you got coming up? Are you working on anything else that you can talk about, or is it is it straight back into The Witcher at this point? At the end of season three, I went and filmed Planet of the Apes. So cool. yeah, but we, I'm done with that. Right. So I'm just floating, waiting for the next job. <laughs> waiting for a few more scripts to come through for for next season and see where you're going next. Yeah, I mean, who knows when we'll start filming? To be honest with you, I mean, the 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 industry is, um, you know, mm. in a bit of a in a bit of a discussion right now. So I think there's a lot that's um, unsure. I guess so. Yeah. I think we're all just tentatively waiting to find out what exactly the next mm. steps are. Well, fingers crossed, everything gets sort sorted out so we can get back to The Witcher as soon as possible. But thank you so much, Freya and Anya. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Right, that may or may not have been an interview. Uh, Let's move on to news. Other than the news that HBO are selling off their goods, uh, do we have any other other news that we can share? Yes, I've got some Apple TV news. Oh, do you? Um, The morning show, the date has been revealed as September the 13th um, of the new series with the first two episodes dropping. And then uh, what happens after that? Will it just drop weekly? weekly? Yeah. Mm. So that's exciting for morning show fans. I'm glad you mentioned that because that news dropped uh, literally just after we recorded last week, if you remember. And um, what date is this? I mean, 13th just of said. September. 13th the 13th of September. of September. Are you putting it in, you your, putting it in your diary? I'm, I'm, no, I'm putting it in, in the your... shared pilot TV calendar. Uh, on, the on, I update. on air admin. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll move on to the next bit of news I had, which was that um, High Desert is being... Axed, cruelly axed. Yeah, yeah. shunted from I mean, Apple TV. I liked it. I liked it. There's one with. I know. A lot of people did. A lot of people did like it. Not enough people. (laughs) Not enough people, but I wasn't one of them. Sorry. Arquette played um, the drug addict turned uh, private eye, and I'm really sad that it was because I I enjoyed it. But having said that, did I keep watching it? Mm. No, no, you didn't. Basically, it's it's your your fault fault for not feeding the algorithm. We can all agree on that. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I chucked it. K killed High Desert. Sorry, Patricia. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't start with the TV news of the week, Kay. What? 
Biker Grove. <gasps> Biker, 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 Biker Grove is coming back. <laughs> Not only is Biker Grove coming back, the iconic British Shut teen the front drama door. with and the maid. Anton Deck. Do you not know this? No. Why, God, you have been I'm, like yeah. in your own you world. You don't know that Anton Deck <laughs> even, are, are producing a return even to Even James knows this yeah, new even story. I know this. PJ oh and God, Duncan shoot, back in the house. Shoot me now. Literally shoot me now. James knows that. <laughs> I know. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Oh, you must have been busy. God. I really have been so busy. Yeah. The thing is, I love my oh, That's disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's coming yes. back. It's coming back. And not only that, it's being produced by Full World 73. Oh, my God. The com- yeah, the ben company. Winston's company. Ben Winston, my friend Ben Winston's company that he, that, that he runs. Anton Deco producing it as well. Uh, oh, wow. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm and, nervous, though. I'm nervous. Well, you know, don't be that nervous. It's only a okay. TV show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was like a show of my childhood. I yeah, of course. Sure, you know. Yeah, no, it's, obviously it's, they're invested in it, and they have a lot of uh, sentimental attachment. And if anyone's going to do it properly, it's yeah. Anton Deck and Full Well Seventy Three Productions. Is all I'll God, say. That's a great bit of news, Boyd. Well yeah, done. yeah, I, I'm honestly genuinely astonished you didn't know that. Bit when of did news. it break? A couple of days ago, I would say. July the 4th, which was, oh, yesterday, only yesterday, to be fair. 4th of July, which I think is Independence Day mm. <laughs> in the United States of America. Um, yeah, so a new, Newcastle-based Independence Day news, Bucker Grove is coming back. And, and the, sorry, the how big, many eps? And... Oh, I don't know. I don't know that yet. I don't know. PJ and Duncan have not revealed no. the episode count. But the potentially a lot, presumably. The big breakout, of course, from Bucker Grove, Charlie Hunnam. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of big famous people in it. Donna Eyre was in it. Then they went on to kind of be on TV, SMTV Live with um, Anton Deck. Uh, Jill Halfpenny was oh, in it. Oh, did she start yeah. in that? Mm. She started in it. Um, of course, they were known as PJ and Duncan back then, Anton Deck. But the those way. were their characters on the show, yes, right? Yes, those yeah. were the characters and on the show. And they went it? by those monikers outside the show when they, when they started doing... The pop acts. When they were yeah. doing yeah. their music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 completely. Let's yeah. get ready to rumble. Classic. Yeah. Absolute um, classic. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's very exciting. Very exciting. Oh, on that musical note, have you decided what you're um, playing on your guitar? <laughs> I'm not playing on the guitar. I I will say, I will say, look at this. Look, my finger has entirely regenerated. Yes, so you've got no no excuse. You actually cannot even see that I chopped a bit off of it. He's now like, yeah, brand new. It's a miracle. Honestly, I think I'm part lizard. Yeah, probably. But the the good news is you can now grab your plectrum. Well, so no, the thing is, it's still quite sore. So Mm -hmm. I can't really type with it. I don't don't think I can fret. Pull yourself together. Put a thimble on it or something. Yeah. Whatever the technical term is. Nobody needs to hear me play the guitar. Listen, James, we've got a lot of show to fill. <laughs> yeah. Right? At the moment, like, we don't have a guest. We're going to need some bacon. Yeah, you hats. playing the guitar, unbelievably, is some kind of draw. For I don't think it is. I, I think, think we should is. do a round where James plays random theme tunes. You have to guess what it is. I think, didn't you do, didn't we do that in the, didn't we do that already? I, it feels you, like we should, we, we did do that. We can't have done that already because I don't know how to play the tunes to anything. So. <laughs> okay. Guess that theme tune. Yeah, guess well, that now, theme tune and it's just me going, <laughs> like humming and not while holding a guitar. <laughs> I mean, needs must. That'll be all right. We already know Boyd's quite a good hammer from this episode, so yeah, well, we can all we'll, get on it. You know, we'll have to, maybe we'll have it around in the next Pilot TV quiz, like the one that we did at the 200 show which you mm. guys won after oh, I helped you, know what? you cheat that's why I'm confusing I'm confusing the, when there was a round about you there was a James Dyer based round with him yes. actually playing theme tunes on his guitar which would have been better let's face it why don't you learn to use like the piano to play the piano as well and then we can you know yes you know. I will 100% <laughs> learn the piano up oh, to yeah. say grade 8 in advance of the mm. live show yes yeah. that's what Good. I'm to be do. fair I don't think you need grade 8 for some of the theme tunes <laughs> that we're watching but anyway just yet another reason why to come and uh, come to the live mm. show yes come to the live show yeah, yeah. 
News, give me more news. Not this um, real because I've not looked. The BBC uh, just put out first look images from Boiling Point, the series. Mm. And I'm excited about this show. The other thing about, of course, so, so um, it's the, if anyone saw the original Boiling Point, the film, which was a one take, um, brilliantly yeah. done, I thought, a film with yeah. Stephen Graham as this much put upon chef trying to um, work in his uh, eatery, his London eatery. And um, Vintner Robinson was in it, and now in the series, he's still in. He is in the series because there's one of the pictures from the new, from the series is of him, so he's clearly still in it. But he is recovering from a heart attack, and um, the, the head chef of the restaurant in a new restaurant in Dalston in London, which is the hipster kind of uh, part of London, is played by Vinette Robinson, and um, I'm very excited about the whole thing. Of course, it is going to feel very similar to The Bear. Mm. No you bad know, thing, though. I mean, no bad thing at all, no. So, you know, and they, it's not like, you know, I'm, the idea of the original film of The Boiling Point definitely was around, and I think they probably even made it before or what during when The Bear was being made. So it's not like they haven't ripped it off or anything. It's completely independent, separate, mm. and it's a brilliant idea to do it in one take. I still don't know whether they're going to keep to the one take formula for the series. I, it feels like making a rod for your own back a bit, doesn't it? Because TV shows, are, <laughs> it's quite demanding to produce I know, the rest of the time. So. but that was such a unique element of the film. I think I think people, you know, we're almost expecting it, but we'll see. We'll see what maybe happens. They do a, maybe they do it as a fake one. Fake one or whatever, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, but just that start in that in that format, I think would be brilliant. But we'll see. But I'm excited. It's going to be on later this year on BBC One television. BBC One television, mm. indeed. A bit of Dune news for oh, you. Of course. Yeah, of course. Bring of course. On. Love my elite sci-fi. Uh, Dune has replaced the outgoing Shirley Henderson with the Crown's Olivia Williams. Well, many things, including the Crown's Olivia Williams. So Olivia Williams... June the TV on. show. June the, June the Sisterhood. June the June Sisterhood, right. colon the Sisterhood, the TV show, has uh, Olivia Williams has stepped in to replace uh, Shirley Henderson uh, in the role of Tula Harkonnen. So that's uh, very exciting. Also, Jodie May has joined it as well, who played mm-hmm. Queen Calanthe in the, in the Witcher. Doesn't she, Kay? She does. She does. <laughs> See? Kay knows. Uh, yeah, so a little, little bit of June news for you. When is that going to be on on television? Are they just know. filming it now? Uh, well, th- yeah, it's bit. It's should we say it had a slightly troubled production to this point? Oh yeah, uh, like showrunners, yeah, and directors and stuff. People yeah. leaving. It's yeah, it's been slightly chaotic. But hopefully, we'll get to see it before too long, uh, which is exciting. Love a bit of June stuff. Anything is. Oh, did you hear that? So Gattaca. Do you know like the Andrew Nichols film Gattaca, mm. which is great. It mm. really is one of my favorite films. Elite sci-fi. It. it is elite sci-fi. That's absolutely true. But you know they were doing that TV kind of reboot, yeah. on it, and that's been dropped. They've oh, canned okay. it. Showtime mm. have abruptly ceased production on Gattaca, uh, which is which is a shame. I was looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it was. Good, it's a brilliant film. Yeah. It is a very good film. But yeah, so that is not happening. Okay, well, I guess then that is news. Let's move on then to this week's reviews. And first up, we have, as previously mentioned, the return of the after party, the genre-bending whodunit, which once again sees Anik dealing with a murder only to call in his favourite, now ex-detective, uh, to help deal with it, all via the medium of such varying genres as rom-coms, Wes Anderson movies, Jane Austen period dramas, and, you know, 80s soaps. Boydie, please review this. In the manner of a 90s erotic thriller. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the episodes is in the style of a 90s erotic thriller. Did yes, you know that? We, I oh, know. Oh, okay. Yes. I was going to say, that would be very clever of you. very smug then. It yes, is very smug. Yes, I did. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and that episode, in fact, just to say, is um, the one which is all revolves around Dana, the detective, the main detective character. So she gets her own episode in season two, which is in the style of, of like basic instinct. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tiffany Haddish's, Haddish's character, yeah. Um, and it is uh, fantastic. So I should say that I've watched most of this series now. Again, you, you know the level of addictiveness mm. for a show if I had to carry on watching it episode after episode, and I did in this, in this particular case. 
I, I think we all loved the first series pretty much on this podcast. I, oh, no, you less so. I didn't oh, mind yeah, it. Course. But again, this is one of these difficult things where when we first reviewed it, mm. I think I'd only seen the first episode. And this is one of these shows where you kind of need to watch a few. Yeah, Because you've got to get to grips with the genre hopping aspect of it. And I think that was where I, I fell down with the first one. I actually, I mean, I find it, I mean, tonal, tonal, you know my thing oh, about God, tonal yeah. unevenness. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot it's, of that in here. I mean, it's but, in built into yeah, the whole concept. built into the concept of oh, the show. Oh, God, it must be infuriating. It's very hard for me. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they do a very good job of it, especially yeah. with this one, which, like the first one, I think, start that started with rom-com, didn't it, for the yes, first episode? Basically. And this this one goes rom-com and then pivots straight into Jane Austen for yeah. episode yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. It does it very well. So, just to say, so basically, um, the returning characters from the first series are Tiffany Haddish as Detective Danner and Sam Richardson's character, who, remember, was the escape room designer in series one, who yeah. was one of the suspects in that, in that, in series one's case, along with um, Zoe Chow as his high school crush, Zoe Zhu, and they are both back and they are now mild spoiler alert but not really a couple they are together um, and they they have a very there's a very kind of um, convoluted w- way in which they, they're going for a wedding basically a her sister's wedding and there is a murder and it's quite convoluted how they managed to bring back Dana who's now retired from the police force yeah. and isn't really doing anything and suddenly she's back as the lead detective in this case and they do make various self-aware references to the fact that it's re- patently ridiculous that yes. she's going to investigate this case because it was never happened in a million years in real life and that is absolutely fine because there's some I think the great thing about the after party is its tone is kind of bonkers anything goes yes. and to the point where it borders on if you think of comedy like I always think of comedy on like a, you know there's like the really there's almost the comedies that are barely comedies that we're talking that are dramatic that James often finds difficult to deal with because it's more drama than comedy and they're quite emotional and you know blah 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 <laughs> then at the other end of the scale there's like airplane you know really so stupid joke gag after gag after gag self-consciously stupid comedy which I love as well when it's done well almost like play often spoofs of of different particular genres and this particularly the second series I think the first series you know even though it was it used all the different episodes based on all the different suspects had different genres so some were more silly than others inherently and it it did have a kind of self-aware absurdity to it but I think they lean in to, to use that phrase that I hate, but I keep using it, <laughs> they lean into the madness even more in the second season for me. Um, and it's brilliantly absurd, some of it. Like, it, completely stupid. The, the, the basic instinct-based episode is fantastic. Which episode is that? That is... It's a very good question. It's the sixth okay. episode. Thank you. Oh, is it's the it? sixth episode. Yes. There you go. Have you watched that one? How far are you in? Oh, okay. One, no. It is. I loved Wait, it. I mean... You have done your research this week, James. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It happens occasionally. That's amazing. <laughs> but it really does. It's the way it's shot and even the music... It, he uses very basic instinct style music and um, I love that genre anyway like give me a Brian De Palma slash style erotic thriller from the 80s slash 90s and I'm happy and it's really mad how, how they do that episode it's preposterous it's idiotic but I loved it and Tiffany Haddish, Haddish is having the time of her life in this episode because she's all actually objectify you know how in Basic Instinct there's lots of shots of Michael Douglas, Douglas objectifying Sharon Stone mm. well in this Tiffany Haddish objectifies this <laughs> other guy and it's brilliant she literally lasciviously watches him undressing and all of that it's hilarious um, of the new cast members Jack Whitehill is fantastic I think yeah, you know, I he's good. really good really really good Paul Walter Hauser is really funny he's like this self-conscious kind of like detective he thinks of himself as a detective who can investigate the murder himself and he's got like an old school 40s style film noir hat and sure enough his episode is in the style of a film noir 
Um, the the indie, the quirky indie movie episode, which revolves around the sister played by Anna Conkle, is also fucking hilarious as well, skewering the in- self indulgent pretensions of certain types of indie films. I could not get enough of this series. I think it's a brilliant idea. I love I love comedy who done it anyway, which is essentially what this is. You know, in the same way, only murders in the building. In fact, only murders in the building is a good example of something that's not quite as mad and stupid as this, but sometimes veers close to it. So this has got its own territory in the sudden revival of the whodunit, and particularly the comedy whodunit, which we've had loads of recently. Poker Face is another example mm. of it. But this is definitely at the most stupid end of that genre. But I love it. It's really well done. The cast is fantastic. Uh, I could not get enough of it. Bring it on, yes. Mm. Mm. Everything that Boydo said. I'm new to this. And I would have to say, for anyone who hasn't seen the first season, this is a, as good an entry point. I mean, it wasn't so... You know, oh, yeah, you sometimes... don't need to have seen the first no, season. Exactly. No, exactly. I mean, and no, it's obviously it's called case, the, so. isn't it called Anique, the sequel or something? So you, at first yes. I thought, oh, shit, do I have to go back and, and watch it? And I was actually going to do it, given due diligence, I was going to watch it. But then I thought, no, actually, let's just see if I can get on. And it was, I just found it hugely entertaining and funny. I just like the inventive nature of it. And so I, I also watched another episode, which I'm not usually <laughs> one to do because I was like... The Jane Austen one. Yeah. yeah. And you I think you have to because yeah. to yeah. get to grips with this show, you need to give it two or three episodes. Um, and it, and I'll be interested to see how I get on with... Did you say there's a horror element? There's a kind of campy horror episode later on. Yeah, yeah so I'll be interested to see like if um, I still love it after that. But I just I just thought it was so fun. And I, th- I really like Sam Richardson. He's great. He's great. He's Genuinely draw. great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Remember in Veep, he was absolutely brilliant in Veep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brilliant. I just like this hapless he's guy so who's good, trying to impress yeah. his future in-laws and just failing miserably. And you can't help but just like root for him. He's really, really funny. You know how much I hate cringe comedy? Mm-hmm. There's a bit where he gets caught in a bush by yes. the families of his girlfriend and he has to explain while he was doing that. And well, he, as a naked man runs by. As a naked <laughs> man runs by. And he has the most spectacular case of foot in mouth that you've ever seen to the point where he just gives up it's just absolutely extraordinary and were you squirming or you oh right? my god yeah but in a really funny way like yeah. it, it really it made me funny. laugh as well it's that sort of same thing that uh, that Colin has in, in Colin from Accounts where it's squirmy but it's so good natured and funny mm. it takes the edge off whereas I think the squirm and succession has really hard oh, edges look, I knew oh yeah so it's quite like it's actually physically painful it is succession. different yeah, yeah. it's because of the silliness it's yeah. a much sillier tone yeah. so I think it is less painful the silliness makes it less watch. excruciating but I brackets keep, yeah. James should give succession another go <laughs> of course and that goes without saying that's ridiculous but of course I forgot the murder victim is hilarious as well with his pet lizard on yes. permanently oh, yeah. on his shoulder the lizard is amazing which weirdly <laughs> remind me of Death in Paradise I know you haven't watched it but um, is there a lizard yeah oh Recurring lizard. Okay. Well, was there was, um, but yeah, that's a great affectation. Zach Woods from Silicon Valley is the victim, yeah, and he's very funny. funny. Yeah, so yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. But I mean, you, you're absolutely right. You could jump into this second season mm. uh, without seeing the first. I don't understand why you would, since the first season is right there on the same streaming service. So it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Yeah, maybe because there's only so many hours in the day. I've got to do my actually full time job. <laughs> no, this is not where you. The, oh, right. And I really did sound like you're having a go. <laughs> no, at her. Yeah, she's I'm just admitted. James, he just she just said that she didn't have time to watch, and now no, you literally no, laid into her. Guys, he's gonna, he wasn't talking about me, but you're seeing the real James here. Yeah. I, I was yeah. under attack. That was brilliant. Yeah. I was simply Everyone's saying he's so sweet. Oh, he plays the guitar. Oh, he's some sweet nerd. No, vicious attack. No cake for you, right? <laughs> I'm just saying that if someone was coming, you were saying, oh, you know, you could just jump into season two, but there is no point in just jumping into season two when you could just watch season one. I mean, no I mean, point. It's, yeah, it's, again, it's all about think... time. You know, you know. Okay, I, I suppose they're browsing and they see it. 
Yeah. They should watch it. They should. Oh, you have to you go do, back and. Well, it's one of his. Pet, I forgot. One of his pet hates is is is, is, is missing yes. out a season of yes. anything. Yes. No matter how like you know uh-huh. anthology esque it might be, it's upsetting. Yeah. It's like, he gets upset. I'm by that. usually like that, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. As that person, and as also as a normal person, I'm saying you can do it. <laughs> but 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 why would you do it? That's okay, here's question. a scenario. I'll okay. tell you. How about a scenario this? Scenario or a scenario? A scenario, <laughs> as in the right pronunciation. Here's a scenario. Listeners to this show get very excited about the idea of watching this particular new season of The uh-huh. After Party. They haven't watched the first season, uh-huh. just by the by. They want to be up to date. They might start with a new yeah. season and then they go back and watch the first season. And that, by no, the way, no. is perfectly no. acceptable. Yes, it is. Absolutely he, no, he deranged is right. sociopathic behaviour to watch <laughs> season two then season one. I can't, I Look, cannot who is, sanction this buffoonery. Who is the deranged sociopath? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just don't leave that. No. Just leave that. Um, I'll give you an it. example. My sister like often will be, because um, she's like us, James, you and I, that would like to watch in order yes. stuff. Consequently, she's fucking years behind with everything, and she she hasn't. She, I said, listen, just skip it, just start, like, just watch this new season. Or, of what? Know. What show are you talking about specifically? Oh God, I don't, I can't think of an actual example, but stuff that she could without having to have watched it, or just or current shows. She's like, oh no, I've got to work through the other five shows that I still got on catch up. It no, depends just, what kind of show. It's not. It a lot, I wouldn't recommend people go back and watch the start Line of Duty on series six. No, you know, that's go back. Stupid. But but in this this particular example, it's a classic example. It's absolutely fine to watch season two. Before for season one it will not affect no. your enjoyment at all absolutely true there's like, still no reason to do it I've said it before and I'll say Just, it again don't listen to it. there's no reason James. not to do it though <laughs> <laughs> the after party then yeah. which is available both seasons one and two <laughs> yeah <laughs> on Apple TV Plus as of Wednesday Wednesday it's the Wednesday half hour comedy slot it's the Wednesday comedy slot <laughs> ironically on Apple I do want to watch Plus. the first season I'm going to go back and watch the first season after you've watched this one or just like now well, in the middle of it? if I hadn't watched the first episode of the second season, presumably you'd wrap my knuckles. <laughs> so yes. Yes. Okay, next up we have Heat, which you'll be surprised to hear is not, in fact, a remake of the seminal 1995 movie by Michael Mann, but with Danny Dyer in the De Niro role. Uh, this is instead, although I would hate to see that. Uh, or a dramatisation of daily life on a celebrity weekly magazine with yes. an excellent TV and entertainment section at the back. Oh, see, that would have been a funny way yeah. into this. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I assume, going. yeah. No, no. Come on. Come on, you're literally I can't believe you've gone for the Michael Mann film and yeah. not the people whose daily lives right. are on Heat. Yeah, yeah. That, that probably tells you a lot about me. <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah. Right, okay. This is not, in fact, a dramatization of the Heat magazine office. I give a preview of this series, five stars. Uh, I... <laughs> oh. See? That's fun. You got, you got a you know, self satisfied joke out yeah, of it. Yeah, look at it. And, he's, and a self laugh. He's right? loving it. He's, yeah. he's really tickled himself. Was it a little chuckle? Yeah. A little, a little chuckle. chuckle. Like, like, like when I say that word, I'm never saying ever again. Oh, famously. Um, yes, so this is instead a kind of family drama in which Danny Dyer puts his trotters up at a friend's sort of <laughs> lavish Australian home, uh, only for his family problems to come to a head, just as, wait for it, a bushfire threatens to burn them all alive. See, it's a metaphor. Um, Kay. Oh, we can see where this is going. Was this hot or not? It was lukewarm. <laughs> no, uh, I lo- I've i got to say, I do love Danny Dyer. Um it's fine. You're allowed to like Danny Dyer. No, don't don't let yourself funny. be. Of course, don't let yourself really... be bullied by this monster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing. No, he gave me a, what, a very weird look. Anyway, I'm, yeah, not, not for the look, first time. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to look at James anymore. I really like Danny. Yeah. Anyways, um, and this is his first role after leaving EastEnders. What I would say is, I just think this probably is. It, he could have been given more heavy lifting. It's like Dan. It doesn't feel like he's doing much acting in this. Um, it's. The story, t- I, I think it's not, nece- he's not served by the most taxing of scripts, is the my bottom line. As James alluded to, 
uh, Danny plays Steve, and he, him and his friend Brad, played by Darren McCullen, um, being best friends. They emigrated to Australia. They met their wives, and now every year they have this um, summer vacation together at one of their houses. This time it's the turn of Brad, who lives in this ridiculously nice house. More property porn this week, um, which makes me very envious. Anyway, so they go and stay at his house. It's clear there's no subtlety, right? So from the off, you can tell this family tension in Danny Dyer's family, Steve's family. One, the son has a sort of a injury that you know doesn't really pan like work out. The explanation doesn't seem right. Uh, they get to the house and instantly um, there's tension. Steve talks to Brad about it and reveals what's going on. You know the implication is, and his wife and his daughter particularly thinks that Dan, uh, Steve is having an affair, um, but actually there's more to it than meets the eye. And so this whole thing is about two couples, their, uh, the dynamics of them as pairings, but also the secrets they hold as a foursome and how it affects their family. And about the fact, as James said, this bushfire is now stopping any of them leaving from this house. So it's like how they are going to survive. I, I wanted to love it. I wanted to like it more because I do like Danny, but I just felt like this wasn't the best. I do like the fact that Channel 5 are investing in drama set in com- um, in Australia you know they really are they've had a few now and I as you know I do like an, uh, Riptide Aust- yep. was the previous one which What's is created one? by the same uh, bloke yeah <laughs> so they've done a few and as we know we on the pod do like Australian uh, productions Colin yes but this is not the one I don't think uh, what I would say is that uh, in comparison to last week's Channel 5 oh, script okay, across yeah, the yeah. drama oh, totally. it's starring yeah. Ross Kemp yeah. what was that I one called? S- I forgot Blind Spot Blind Spot yeah. it's a masterpiece yes 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 I should so, have led with that actually. Yeah. the other EastEnders extra yeah exactly um, yeah. I think this is fine yeah, it's fine, <laughs> uh, fine the is the word <laughs> it is the word but fine is fine yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's perfectly entertaining I actually thought it was Gripping enough. I watched episode two. I carried on watching. I wanted to. I want to know what. Basically, all of the people in this. Every single character has a secret, or is, or may or have seems to have a secret. Is the kind of um, is the kind of premise of the whole show. So they're all kind of doing stuff that you're not quite sure why they're doing it, and they've all got other motives, or or they. It feels like they have. So there's lots of kind of like quite heavy hand, slightly heavy handed moments where there's like a big close up of character, and like, mm, you're wondering what's what's their thing. My favorite thing was yeah. when the um, and it was for no reason. <laughs> I can think of like they talked about um, they enter the house they got a, like a little recce of it and they're like yeah. and that's the office they zoomed oh my in the God. door yeah. they're like Genuinely, you cannot go into that room. that was one of the <laughs> yeah. clumsiest things I've ever seen yeah. it's, it's it's an, this is your room this is your room what's that room and then the guy just pauses and like goes off yeah. limits. that's oh, my office there's an even funnier it's off limits there's an even funny bit like that in episode 2 when when he, he when he goes into the office and you're like oh well, what is the secret is behind this? is it a sex dungeon <laughs> I'm not telling you I'm not telling you I'm spoiling it that would make it quite but fun. they've even down to like the teen characters the Danny Dyer has got a daughter who's um, got Mia. A, Mia has got a secret boyfriend that Danny Dye instantly hates for no good reason Maybe his name's Jet he really <laughs> hates him it's like <laughs> mad to the extent to which he hates him um, then the other little teenage boy of the other family um, bonds with the other teenage teenage guy who goes off on mysterious walks in the forest of an evening and literally mm. is going like "Why do you? what do you do of a night and the boy goes well, I'm not telling you they've all got these like it is I mean, very secret heavy very secret yeah. heavy everyone's like, got a secret yeah, well, everyone's mm. got a secret and I found that quite entertaining. What's quite funny about it is this is a four-part... All, all, basically, Channel 5's clear preferred format for all of its dramas, pretty much, is a four-part stripped across four days. I did read that they were planning on doing more longer series, which would 
which would air weekly, but I haven't yet seen any evidence of that because we're still clearly these were made a while ago, and you know pretty much every drama they show is in this format. Now it's really stretched. One, I, I thought this was a well shot. I thought that I think the way they mm. film, you know, the 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 house is beautifully shot. Yes. The there's lots of gratuitous, you know, um, air what they called those Aerial things. Shots. Um, oh, um, yes, like drone shots. Drone shots. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I forgot the word. There's drone. a sex montage. There's a, there's a sex montage. Oh, <laughs> there's a there's more than one sex montage, by the way. And in fact, this is my point. This is the criticism I was about to come to is what in episode two there's at least two maybe even three montages <laughs> of people just doing stuff that's not that important to the plot and I was like they're really what? stretching this sex wise they're just generally I like know. there's people like just doing it's where Kay's mind just goes just, instantly no, you're talking also about, like, and they're kind of like quasi romantic they'll be like snogging montages does Danny Dyer fight off any assassins <laughs> with his tackle out that's the question <laughs> he that's does the bar not. to which all shows spoiler this week alert. must be measured spoiler alert he yeah. doesn't do that no sword fighting but you were talking about how he's not given much to do he, he does get more to do as it goes on and his kind of distress and stress and his hatred of the boyfriend yeah, gets like kind of irrational. quite out of hand and irrational well, yeah. how old because there's supposed to be an age difference there. his daughter's 17 yeah and the boyfriend is supposed to be I mean what, he's not that old maybe? maybe I don't no, know if it's that 30, no I think yeah. he's like 20s yeah, yeah. He's that, not that old that's 20s. the problem yeah he's, he's, it's he's irrational yeah it doesn't look like a huge yeah. age gap no it's them. mad anyway but what is the montages are fucking hilarious again they are like, just go back oh, really? to my obsession with stupid like you remember the, mo- the spoof montages and things like Airplane and Hot Shots and all those things? They are funny. They're really funny. And what makes them even funnier is that they have this really syrupy, MOR Australian songs running <laughs> alongside them. Honestly, I get, I swear I to you, laugh. please watch <laughs> episode two because there's some very, very funny moments that are slightly undermined by these really like syrupy songs that go on the soundtrack. But... I think I'm actually going to watch all four yeah, episodes yeah, because yeah. the other thing is that Danny Dyer in all the interviews for this says that, that episode four is mad and the twists get even more demented than the ones that happen as it goes on <laughs> and I really want to know what the fuck he's talking about so he's he is I tell you if you want to if you want to get an actor to promote your show oh, yeah. and to get someone to watch it he's do a, a Danny Dyer he's very show. good yeah, yeah. he's a good ambassador for this show and my final point is you laugh at Danny Dyer but he is as I always point out a good actor he's a proper actor mm. he was on stage in Harold Pinter plays I've seen him doing stage performances in Harold Pinter's place. Harold Pinter loved him, famously loved him as a proper working class guy because Harold Pinter was a working class Jewish man who wrote who was a rare figure in that in the world of theatre writing proper stories about working class people I won't say working class again but Danny Dyer represented you know a kind of talented young guy who could do that and then he ended up in EastEnders and ended up a bit of a joke and he can you know well, present no that, I mean I'm but... not saying for up for you or me but for certain people like James <laughs> maybe right. maybe a bit of a joke the question but, boy though the question boy yeah, is will on. the twist in episode 4 do me nothing that's the uh... <laughs> Oh That's no, James, please. I urge you never to use that expression. Oh, you cannot pull it off. I love, <laughs> I love him even trying. Posh, <laughs> posh, do it again, do it again. posh boy Danny Dyer jokes. I said don't do it, but just one more time. No, that's it. No, <laughs> that was good. The moment has gone. So anyway, all in all, I'm going to carry on watching it. So it's it's fine. It has got some brilliantly stupid bits. Also, good kangaroo action. It does have yeah. solid kangaroo yeah, action. For an Australian show to have actual kangaroo in it, <laughs> that's what you want. Was it, it a kangaroo though and not a wallaby? Ooh. No, that's a good point. Do you Maybe know the difference? No, I don't. No, what is the difference? What is the difference? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> or a dingo or a dingo I mean, definitely wasn't a dingo, a dingo. No, dingo, yeah. no, no, dingo. No, definitely dingo, dingo ate my baby um, <laughs> so so just to be clear <laughs> yes. you can do that Australian accent yes. but I can't do yes. that that's a okay. Seinfeld reference he, there's a, there's a, also there's a, he committed to it I feel like you just said yeah, the expression exactly. well dingo's ate my baby was the name of uh, of the band in um, <laughs> Buffy wasn't it 
Was it? Oh, I yeah, didn't know that. Was, I'm referring to the Seinfeld Oz's episode. Band in, in Buffy. Uh, where they quote that film that Sigourney Weaver was in about the dingo about my baby. Yeah. Oh, based on a news story about the woman who said dingoes ate her. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah so my, that was my reference. I wasn't doing a bad Australian accent. I was doing, I was referencing someone else's bad Australian accent from Seinfeld. Just FYI. Oh, anyway, Heat, it's good. And not just saying that because it's got the same name as a popular weekly celebrity magazine with an excellent entertainment and TV station. <laughs> or indeed a Michael Mann film of 1995. Or indeed a Michael Mann film. Oh, yeah, and uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Heat mm. then, which is on God Help You all week on Channel 5. Tuesday to Friday, James. Yes, indeed. Uh, next one. Finally, this week, we have Quantum Leap. Not a remake, but a reboot of the 80s staple. Uh, this one's actually set in the same continuity. This time stars Raymond Lee as Dr. Ben Song, who, like Dr. Sam Beckett, throws caution to the wind and steps into the Quantum Leap accelerator, only to be hurled into another life and, indeed, another time. Who shall I get to review this one? Oh, Boyd. <laughs> oh, that's good, because Kay Flower refuses <laughs> to review this one. So, you know, it's handy that you've come to me. Yeah. Kay, answer me a question for you. Like, oh, do, did you watch the original Quantum Leap? No. I'm surprised, because <laughs> I thought everyone did. Not least because there was nothing else on in the late 80s and early 90s. But, um, the A-team was on. Uh, true, but mm. I feel like most people watch Quantum Leap. No. When was, was I feel it's at the same time as Moonlighting. Was Moonlighting that period or was it earlier? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, Moonlighting feels like it probably was a bit earlier but maybe overlapped. Yeah, Quantum Leap I think started in 89. Oh, in my mind they're very in a similar kind of world of very entertaining kind of, you know, story of the week and yeah. yet kind Quantum of ongoing. Lee, but Quantum Leap also had mad episodes. Yeah. Like the one that Satan was in or the evil yes. Leaper ones. Like there was lots of crazy stuff in there. Yeah, like it had this weird mythology and I think the ending which were, again was divisive I thought was was mad at the time like really unexpected it was great yeah but the interesting thing about this is it, it's surprising it hasn't been done already first of all it's taken this long because yeah. what when did the last episode of normal quantum leap must have, it's like decades ago and they've only just decided to to reboot it it's interesting that for me well, the problem with this reboot was it's a first of all this is an NBC primetime mm-hmm. show that's that's who it was made by and Paramount Plus is showing it here yep. and it very much is in that world of mainstream weekly story of the week, mm-hmm. James's favourite format, but also network TV kind of filming and storytelling. But as, and as was the original, to be fair. Oh no, completely, as yeah. was the original. But I think if there's one type of show that's really dated yeah. more than any in this world of what you, whatever you call it, peak TV, all that bullshit, yes. whatever we do. It's this. <laughs> it's this. Yes. And I, I feel like, I watched this first episode and I thought it was like, I could sense like a tug of war almost between trying to do like using the budget stretching as far as they possibly could because there's quite a lot of CGI in this version and they and there's you know it's it's they're trying to do update the whole idea of it because back then you know the original quantum leap you know it's fairly basic in terms of its filmmaking its special effects etc it was the format it was the idea of this guy arriving in people's bodies and having to sort their lives out while alongside him that bloke played by the actor whose name I can't remember Dean Stockwell thank you Dean Stockwell who's very funny that's Al he's Al and this time around it's it's the guy's kind of current girlfriend who accompanies him as, as a, as a, as a um, hologram, although that's done incredibly clunkily, I thought. And she's not funny like Dean Stockwell was, yeah. and I thought that was a flaw in it. But what I, what, what I was trying to say just now is, before I interrupted myself, is that it feels like the makers of this show are desperately trying to eke out the budget with the CGI, and yet there's loads of it that looks very cheap and mainstream network TV-ish, and not in a good way, like flat lighting and just the whole style of it and very basic direction and even to the point of some of the performances are kind of like barely trying to be convincing all kind of quite cartoonish so I was like if you're going to do this thing 
I feel like you have to make it in, in have to give it some kind of production value of, of current TV because this film I think it's fine in a kind of like proper procedure like a CSI or a, you know Law and Order SVU all those things you're, you're, those things have been going on for decades and we're used to them being done in a certain style but I think when it's a new show that reboots an old format you're like it needs to be more sophisticated than this and that was my main problem with it it was entertaining as it went but my two main issues were it looks fairly basic, and the, the his girlfriend being the hologram that accompanies him just didn't work for me because she's just too boring and yeah. kind of like not funny. Oh, I'm with you 100%. I think that that was my biggest issue, was mm. that you don't have the chemistry because Sam and Al's chemistry yeah. underpinned the whole of Quantum Leap. Right. Like, it's what made it so much fun, uh, especially that bit you know where, where Sam goes back and Al's trying to save his own so that he doesn't end up getting yeah. taken to a POW camp. Like, so that his past like collides with him it's great yeah I think she's she's too bland their relationship isn't particularly I mean it's no a, spark no there's no spark at all like I get that he's kind of doesn't remember who she is because his brain has been Swiss cheese as I would say uh, but it, again there's nothing between them it just it feels really mm. cold and weird and I, and I felt like you know no disrespect to him but I thought that uh, Raymond Lee just didn't have the charisma that Scott Bakula had oh, and no. it just doesn't he doesn't sell it in quite the same way because you've got to love that actor and that because he's going to play everyone all the way through it yeah. he's got to have charisma he's got to have a real charm about him and I just don't think that was really there which was a shame um, they do an incredible amount of narrative heavy lifting in this first episode to try and make you ex- to try and explain not just the plot of this show but the plot of the previous one and how it ended and where yeah. this one goes. I mean, so much plot they're trying to ram down your throat while also doing this weird heist undercover drama thing in the background. And obviously, what's interesting about this is because the whole nature of quantum leap is you can only leap within your own lifetime. So what's quite interesting is we have a much younger lead. You've got a much more limited time. So yeah. presumably, this is going to be set very much in the noughties and the nineties. Because what else are you going to do? Yeah, uh, the whole of the first episode is set on when Live Aid right. starts. And so that it's a culture of... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, So yeah, you can only leap within that period. So, mm. you know, gone is all the stuff when Sam was back in the 40s and 50s. And like, that's, that's, that's finished. Um, they do have pictures and nods to both Scott Bakula and Dean Stockwell in this. Dean Stockwell, who I think died last year. Yes, um, so, uh, I mean, look, this I, I wasn't expecting an awful lot from this. Has, has it been cancelled? I feel like it's been cancelled. No, it was renewed. It's was actually it? been renewed, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. God knows why. It feels like it's been cancelled because it's taken a while to get to Paramount+. Plus. Yeah. Because it aired yeah, in America. It aired in the States last year, didn't yeah. it? So, yeah, last year, yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel essential. But okay, so you'd never watched the original Quantum Leap. No. And you went into this and you were like, this is... Sci-fi. I don't know the first it. season, by the way, yeah. can I just say, sorry, to interrupt, 18 episodes. I mean, that's why, it feels, that's why it feels like cookie cutter, not particularly well made, but currently, yeah, sorry. No, just to say that I hadn't watched it originally. And I mean, like, I was very open-minded and it wasn't as, you know, sometimes when I watch your recommendations, Joe, uh, this is 100% <laughs> not my recommendation. James, um, <laughs> I'm, you know, a little bit bamboozled by what the hell's going on. But, you know, I understood it. I just, it was just, yeah, meh. Meh. Yeah. It is meh. It is meh. It's a whole ball of meh. Mm. <laughs> Cannot recommend. Quantum Leap then, which comes <laughs> Paramount Plus on Thursday. Thursday. Wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. On Thursday. What else is out, Boydie? Well, quite a lot this week, actually. Foundation, um, obviously, Foundation. comes out on Friday on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, by the way, has there ever been a week? I think this is the first Apple TV Plus week where there have been such big shows launching in the same week. You've got the After Party on Wednesday and Foundation on Friday. That's I feel they have slightly different audiences. 
Oh no, completely. But um, but it still feels like two of their biggest shows. Yeah, in a way. yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a heavyweight week. For heavyweight Apple. week. I wonder. Yeah. I just wonder why. I have no idea why they both decided to watch them both in the same week. But fair enough. Um, the, the the brilliantly titled. This is not me boasting about um, when I turned um, eighteen. Okay, this is the summer I turned pretty. <laughs> the, <laughs> season um, two. Season two of the Prime Video teen drama about a love triangle between um, a young woman and two hot bros, literally brothers. They're literally brothers. That's back on Prime Video on Friday. Prime Video. It always starts with on a Friday. Taylor Swift song, as I recall. Yes, it I, think has, you're I right. think it has a, an early look at one of the Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. of her new Taylor's version album. Picture Correct. interest. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it big. Listen to it just for that. Swifthead. He the is. folklore in there as well. What's the name yeah. of her fans? Swifties. Huh? Swifties. 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 Yeah. <laughs> a Swifthead. Swift yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, we could have actually. I, I, this is my fault. We could have actually prospectively reviewed this, but it is the second series. But it's a surprise. I didn't even. I barely even remember that they commissioned this. But World on Fire, which is BBC One. What ambitious look at World War Two? Yeah, with Leslie Manville, Blake Harrison, Jonah Howard King. Um, that second series of that starts on Sunday. I did on not BBC know that. One. Yeah, yeah. It took totally me could have watched that instead of I don't know Quantum Leap. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it was too late. By the time I'd realised it was on, because it's in the follow. Because our week is tricky sometimes yes. to see what, particularly in the old school channels, decide what they're showing that far ahead. Yeah, not until basically today. Okay, it's just a fascinating. Okay, stay off into space. The Great um, returns for its third season. The Great returns. On Exactly. Lionsgate Plus. Lionsgate Plus Friday, that is. And The Great is brilliant. I mean, that's a really good show. Nicholas Holt um, and Elle Fanning are fantastic in that. Catherine the Great and um, her husband Peter. That's a really funny, yeah, it's kind great. of um, wryly amusing. Lives up to its name. <laughs> it does live up to its name, The Great. Uh, I think that's mainly it. There's... Oh, you know what started, which I didn't mention last week, is um, if, if you didn't see it on ITVX, Aspire Among Friends is running oh, yeah. on ITV on Sunday nights at nine o'clock now, which was a really good, quite talky, but very really Damien quality. Lewis? Yeah, Damien Lewis, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, Company You Keep comes to Disney Plus, which I believe has already been cancelled. It doesn't anymore. It doesn't. They, no, they're, they're not. They're, they're not, not airing. They're not even showing it anymore. Yeah, they, yes, they didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. well spotted. Yeah, so it was coming, I never but now read it's my not. Emails, but I read that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They literally sent an email saying we're no longer showing this in July. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. James obviously didn't receive it. No, I, don't you can't keep company with Company You Keep. No, no, no. <laughs> what is our pick of the week then? Mine is going to be. Oh, the oh, after party. Any debate? What is yeah, the, the after party? party. I mean, the after party like head and shoulders <laughs> above these. Do you know what it was? I was just looking through the list of what we just talked about. <laughs> right, you forgot. Yeah, yeah. I literally forgot. Yeah, of the course after it's party. the after party. It's one of the treats of the year. In fact, it would have been, I think our cutoff was literally July 1st, was it? it was, I mean, yes. that's what I said. It, it was, yes. But if it hadn't have been, then it would have been a contender for one of the, in the top I'm 20. I'm going to say the after sure. party, but do give heat a go. I thought you were about to say, I'm going to say the after party, but I have yet to watch Foundations, so that obviously could be the pick of the moon. No, the the after party, do watch season two before season one. Yeah, or do it. Do <laughs> Just it to annoy James. Look at him, look at the side. Yeah. Honestly, you're the worst. <laughs> uh, right, then our pick of the week, Foundation. It is excellent. So you can hear about that on Pilot Plus on Thursday. I, I guess we're done. I think that's it. We're Over. finished. Amazing. Please do. <sighs> Please do head on to Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed the show and give us a five Danny Dyer rating. Uh, and please only do nice words. Though. Only nice yeah. words. Yes, yes. No, no criticism. Just send any criticisms about us specifically to, to Boyd. James. To Boyd directly. <laughs> you can at feel Boyd that you're good. You've got a thicker skin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Uh, and uh, please follow us on the socials at Pilot TV Pod, at Kara Barrett, at Boyd Hilton, at James C. Dyer on you know, Twitter, Instagram, and probably threads as well. Um, non next week's show. According to the calendar, the only show I have down for next week is The Bear. 
Well, nice. it just shows you your calendar right. is is uh, needs a lot of work, mainly it does. from me because oh, I yes. keep forgetting to fill it in. Right? I know. Yes, no, I'm admitting it. Of course it does. <laughs> no, it's quite a lot actually. Next week, 15 Love, which is at Prime Video's oh, tennis yeah. space drama, okay. with um, Aiden Turner in it. Yes, is starting. Hold up. The Sixth Commandment, which is Sarah Phelps's new series, wow, true okay. crime series. Didn't know that was. Yeah, actually. that's starting with a very very good cast. Um, uh, Dave is back. That, the brilliant Dave about oh, the God. about Lil Dicky, Lil Dicky, the rapper. That's back on Disney Plus. Um, that's just to start with. Okay, well, you can put all of those into the calendar where we can all see them. Yeah. Uh, great. I could do or I could forget. <laughs> One of the two. I mean, I don't even use the calendar, so it's fine. No, no. honestly, just the absolute <laughs> worst. I like, there's a lot of listeners, there's a lot of good passag uh, replies <laughs> yeah. often in the chat, that's in our, our chat where chaos a question and James says, it's on the yeah. planner. So what the... show, no, because the thing was, the thing was, the thing can was I, that I... we would discuss mm. in the chat what shows we would watch and then at the end of it, Kay would get all stroppy and say, oh, could you just list them in one single post or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Through all of this, because I just need a list of just dude, the shows yeah. that we're covering. Yeah, I tell you why because it goes back and forth and back and forth, and then James <laughs> spouts some sci fi bullshit. And Boyd's like, Yes, or we can do this. It goes back and forth. I'm just like, Okay, cool. So, what are we confirming we're doing? And then he'll go, Check the calendar. And I'll, and I'll say, I literally set up a calendar just for this purpose, which yes. lists the and shows we're, we're covering. What we're discovering, James, is that no one's filling in the fucking calendar, no one's looking at it. So, just forget I mean, about that system. That is true. It's like the triage, it doesn't work. I'm gonna do, I tell you what, I'm going to do a big calendar fill in later this afternoon. <laughs> well, we hope that's given you some lovely insight. We into love each other really. Pilot TV. Um, we will return on Thursday with Foundation, hooray! Uh, and next week with The Bear and other stuff that Boyd has yet to add to the calendar so that's exciting I'll be sure to look at it yes and I'll be sure to compose one single post for Kay to read them all in one place uh, until then though until then pilot out